You're listening to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat on this episode of the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. The uh, the host and myself, we have just been uh, exchanging pleasantries, and we are all in great moods this <laughs> evening, so we are excited to see how things kind of flow tonight. Uh, as always, I am joined by your reigning, defending, undisputed, and now back on track mm. two-time, cruiserweight champion, Poot the Bard. Baby, oh, I'm doing. I'm I'm doing better, man. We 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 had our little chit chats before we started, and kind of kind of got ourselves going. I'm feeling good. I'm with my buddies. You can't ask for more. And that's I right. am the the belt is back on the correct waist again. So that's what matters. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Speaking of the belt, we have the former champion, our own resident madman, Alec Ransom. Ransom, how's this evening find you? You can fuck yourself. <laughs> And that's the, about it. The oh, stupid wow. Adam Cole wannabe ripoff can fuck himself. And don't talk to me about that stupid title belt until you can fit it around your waist. I can't. Jackass. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't hear <laughs> you up in my fucking tower, you pleb. Go ahead. No, sure that's not just your, your <laughs> shitty ass podunk internet. Dumb there's, there's so oh, many, shut up, there's so many F words. Oh, my God. God. This, this has got, got off nothing. the rails immediately. Tom, I've got nothing inappropriate to say to you. You're a good fellow, and I'm fairly certain that I can't outrun you, and you could also kick my ass at the same time, so I'm glad to have you here this evening. Beef and well, poop. Ta- I, I hate you both, and you can die in a tire fire. Wow. Well, Tiger Tom here. Going to try to as he has back in for a moment. Oh, yeah, by the, the uh, way, parental discretion is advised because I've rubbed myself in the salt, and I'm salty as all goddamn hell. You can't do that out and in as, public. You can't rub yourself out Ransom, in public. <laughs> as, Ransom has mentioned, as, as Ransom has mentioned, as, as you hear, we are joined by, again, the hottest free agent in the podcast business. We are, in fact, joined by Tiger Bomb Tom Tom Bomar. Just a quick second. Just a quick second. I'm going to stop you there. I'm cutting that off. He's no longer the hottest free agent. He's one of us. Get over it. On my Sorry, side. Tom. There's no turning back now. Unfortunately, you've been inducted. Oh. The brainwashing has begun. It's all over. It's all downhill for you. Your reputation is tarnished. You're one of us. Ah, well, hey, I'll, I'll gladly take that tarnished reputation. Tiger Bomb Tom here, a.k.a. Casual Gaming Dad, uh, one of the two sponsors. Uh, so, no, it is not nepotism, as, uh, <laughs> as Ransom had alluded to. Uh, Isn't that nepotism? No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, that's not. That's not nepotism. That's <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's some kind of prostitution. I'm not sure. Isn't that like insider trading or something? Prostitution? <laughs> no, it's just it's just like it's just like Cody the ultimate the, insider trading prostitution. <laughs> oh, yeah, because 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 you guys know we make all this money off our podcast. We're we're we're, we're going to be hiring interns soon. I hear. Would you please oh, yeah. shut up? I've already got people <laughs> to get hired on a thing. Now that you said that, I'm going to get another uh, message from yeah. Dinklehopper. <laughs> hey, where do you guys record at? Hey, can we be like a- No! I, mean, I don't know you, and I don't want you here. Studios, Casual Gaming Dad, one of two sponsors for the Pittsburgh Pile Driver <laughs> podcast. Guys, I got to... I, I gotta say, I, honestly, like, I, I, it's always a thrill to listen. I've been, I've gone back and listened to some of the episodes. I'm probably one of the three people doing that. Like, um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's you, me, and Beef. So, congratulations. No, I, I, I haven't. The, I edit the son of a bitch. I don't need to listen to it. <laughs> there he I goes. haven't. I haven't gone back and listened to an episode since episode two. So it's not me. 
But uh, uh, well, it's, it's definitely me then, I'll tell you. But uh, it's the one kid I, that wants to be the intern then. Yeah, <laughs> that no, but uh, glad to be here. Guys. He wants to and, be uh, ring, to... ring bell boy. Yeah, oh, stop man. listening, by the way. I don't even want you listening. Stop listening. Oh, my. Uh, uh, we, uh, Ale- yeah, disclaimer. Back on the here. Disclaimer. Uh, Alec Ransom's uh, opinions do not reflect that of. Uh, you know what? Yes, they do. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But uh, hey, NXT Takeover, man! Uh, wow! Oh I, my I gotta god! Tell, I, gotta say, I gotta say, and I'm not gonna pull the whole Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me, but um, I will say, had I not picked Gargano for the clean win for the quote unquote clean pin in the ring, I'd be a co-champion with uh, Mr. Poot the Bard. Actually, baby. so actually, yeah, I that ru- would turn I, you into tag team champions. I ruminated. I ruminated on this. Oh, wait, yeah. no. Ruminated. He would have lost anyway. We would have tied. Yeah, we would have been, dude, co-champions. We would have been like, uh, what was it? Who, who was co-champ? Wasn't it Jericho and China? Didn't they do that at one point? Co-intercontinental. Yeah, co-intercontinental. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I yeah. know things. There's a reason I'm the champ. So so before the Salt Fest gets started, and before we talk about NXT, because we always like to start hot and then kind of drift off into insanity later on. Um, yep. We definitely want to thank our two sponsors, as, you know, uh, Tiger Mom Tom had mentioned himself there, Casual Gaming Dad, as always, we are so happy to have his support um, and have his channel give us those likes and shares. We certainly do appreciate it. Thank you, As sir. well as uh, WrestleDeals.com, uh, your home for violent deals and bloody good prices. We always appreciate Sean's support as well. Uh, get their name out there on the... The, oh, you uh, know what? Before, before we go into NXT, I do have a bone to pick with these idiots that listen to our show. Okay. Oh, well, now hold on. Okay. Hold on. I I I want to say this. We the, the last video is the last podcast is doing gangbusters. Uh uh we're we're we're, we're getting some great fans so we're glad to have you here. So before Ransom starts with, uh, spitting his venom and vitriol towards all of you, just know that two-thirds of us are glad to have you here. Go ahead, <laughs> Ransom. Well, listen, I I don't know these people and I don't like people that I don't know. So, okay. uh hold on. I I need to New things scare me. Yeah, no, they don't scare me. I just don't like them. I don't like chains. He's joking. I like, I like Ransom, okay. Ransom is joking out. We need to get an ambulance Sh- over there. Stat. Shut up. It's fine. Listen. <laughs> to all you, these, these idiots that watch our there stupid videos, I got a bone to pick with you, you dum-dums. And <laughs> I get it. I get it. You've seen me make those stupid videos where I'm standing in my driveway in the middle of the night. Okay? It's a thing. It's a character. Okay? I'm not like this. Well, no, I am. <laughs> but I don't call people idiots to their faces. I mean, I'll, I'll call them idiots to, you know, the three people on this podcast with me. But I don't call you people idiots to your faces. I'm not like that, okay? It's a character. It's like JBL or the king, right? Oh, JBL. He he's not actually a king of anything, and JBL doesn't drive around with big horns on his actual car. So he might. Okay? It's a, it's, might. A, it's a fucking gimmick. It's a fucking character. Get over it. But anyway, you idiots that listen to this show, I, I, I look on our stupid Facebook page, which, by the way, <laughs> fuck... That guy in his ass, uh, Facebook. What's his name? I don't even. Mark Zuckerberg. Remember. Yeah, he can no. suck a big one. Here anyway, come the he's just burning this podcast to the ground right now. Yes, yeah, oh, the you know what? I don't care. The only the just only listener we need is me. The only listener we need is me. Uh, we don't need the rest of you. Well, once again, hashtag people, hashtag heal again, hashtag heal. The views, the views of Madman Ransom are not representative of the rest of the podcast. Go ahead. So why are there so many people that like? and watch our videos on stupid Facebook, and our stupid YouTube thing has 15 subscribers. 
15 subscribers. I know there are more than that of you idiots out there that watch and, and comment. And this freaking kid who wants to intern. I can you shed some what? light on that, actually. Whatever, I can shed I light on that, name. man. I can't remember your name. Whatever your name is, we produced and filmed this podcast. That's right. It's filmed. But <laughs> we, you don't get to see it. Only we get Before to see it. Live but it's filmed at the CBS studios in downtown Pittsburgh. <laughs> so Monday morning, I expect to see you down there promptly at 8 a.m. Tell the security guard that Ransom is expecting you. <laughs> I better see wingtips. You better have a briefcase. I want you looking fucking professional when you Not show up there. Not a money in the bank briefcase either. No, I want a professional Not leather box briefcase. briefcase. You better have a towel and I want your stupid initials embroidered on it. You tell up there, your security badge will be waiting for you, and you tell them that Ransom sent you on the 15th floor. Get your ass up there on Monday morning at the clock. But to all you other idiots out there that watch these videos, how about you subscribe to our YouTube channels, dum-dum, uh, dum-dums, oh all of you. This has, been the P this has been the P3 Podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 49.99. Hold on, let me get my mic close to your face. 49.99. I'm going to start charging you idiots because you don't subscribe to the goddamn YouTube channel. Subscribe or I'll charge you. And you'll pay. Oh my God. You'll pay. I'll come to your house and I'll find you and you'll fucking pay. All right. Wow. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. As, as one of the sponsors, let me Wow. Okay. So uh, there the is. The proceeding has been brought to you by the Madman Alec Ransom Productions. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, I will say. Um, <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. After I can stop coughing and dying. Okay. So, as far as the difference between the Facebook and YouTube stuff, I will say um, having having my page been on uh, on Facebook for the last year, and obviously there's going to be a, a, a big difference in between my Twitch and YouTube ones. Uh, compared to Facebook, but I will say it is much easier to grow your numbers on Facebook because it's designed for sharing as where <laughs> with you, with YouTube and Twitch, it's more like luck of the draw. Like if people, if people tell somebody about your page, they'll come see it or they got to catch you live or just happen to find it in the zeitgeist of uh, videos that are uh, that are on the sides like recommended for you but like facebook is a lot easier to build your brand off of but uh just keep plugging away you'll be all right no, i don't, I don't accept it, well, excuses from these people they well, all it's two clicks you sign these in people you, yeah I'll tell you, you type what, it up you sign in you, you you click the sign in button you type your username you type your password it better not be password one two three because i'll hack your shit and you <laughs> click subscribe it's so five seconds no click, it, it, type yeah. click hold on and yes, I, subscribe you subscribe to your uh, Google Podcast, though. No, you put yes, Google yeah. Podcasts or on on uh, uh, Anchor.fm or uh, Spotify. Spoodafu. Um, put this shit on on iTunes. I want Steve Jobs to cut me a check. Listen, From the man. Grave, if things... bring your invent inventoring ass back to life, invent I... yourself a flux capacitor. Come back and pay me. <laughs> the, I currently have of... on that... Google Podcasts. So it's you guys and uh, talk is Jericho. That's it. Oh wow, Spotify. we're in we're in good company. We need to you get are. Dean Ambrose on. I'm sorry, John Moxley on here. There you go. There you go. Let him, let him, right. let him put some butts in seats. So, All right, so so let's let's bring Ransom back from the Badlands. Yeah, wow, that was here a Tony Schiavone throwback right there. Man, I know, right? Jeez, oh man, I almost didn't catch that. <laughs> you know, to be fair, and 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 uh, so I, I, I we're going to talk about NXT, and this is not like last week whenever I talked when, whenever I kept saying we're going to talk about Money in the Bank and we never did. We're going to talk about NXT because it was good, but. 
Oh, I'll, I'll leave with this. Hey, trash. We don't but, talk about that. Before, really quick beef, just to let you know later on, I do have a uh, swan song this week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I also have a legendary letdown, so I think I think we're in we're, we're in good shape here. Okay, NXT. So, um, let's do it. But before we do that, I just want to just a real real quick aside um about the whole butts and seats and, and Moxley. When when Ambrose left, I you know, I never put my chips on that guy. I said, "Okay, here's a guy that was marginal. He was good, but I you know, I don't think he'll ever put a, a whole bunch of eyes on products." Um, you know, fucking silly me. Um, not only did he like show up in AEW and absolutely wreck house and look like a fucking madman, uh, but he Trey recently Mark. showed up on yeah. Uh, okay, sorry, uh, uh, lunatic. Excuse me. Um, and uh, recently showed up on New Japan, and I have yet to watch the match, but I'm going to. I'm going to find it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, Moxley versus uh, Juice Williams for the uh, IWGP Robinson the United States. Williams, what did I say? Williams? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, Juice Robinson. He's Robinson, yeah, thank you. CJ did, he, did he win that title? Yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. And, and here was a hell of a match. And, I mean, apparently Moxley is is doing some things, so I stand corrected. But That's let's just about proof it. in the pudding that WWE cripples the talent that they could be enhancing. Now, if- John Moxley could have really gone far as Dean Ambrose. But I, but WWE well, fucking crippled him. The pr- well, the problem is, I, I really don't think. Well, aside from the fact that Vince is a, d- a dumbass who doesn't understand what's happening right now, what's hip and what's cool, and doesn't know what a burrito is, I'm not gonna <laughs> let you forget that shit. The um, yes. the so like the thing with if you go back and watch some of his stuff as John Moxley back in like CZW or on the Indies or anything, number one in the ring, he does a great job. But the thing is that character, he really and all the stuff he talked about on uh Jericho's podcast or on um, uh, the pro wrestling podcast, was it Wade Keller? The Wade Keller podcast. Um, You have to let John Moxley do his thing. You cannot give him... Like, I mean, you could sit and talk with him and go, ooh, this might be cool, this might be cool, and do that kind of thing. But you have to let someone like that do their own thing because he's the only one who knows what John Moxley is going to do. And the nice thing about AEW and New Japan is that they give the freedom for him to do that and they let him be the say and do what he sees fit. They don't put him in a box and say, you must do this because if you don't, we're going to, you're going to lose sponsors or, you know, you're at the behest of an old man who thinks dick and fart jokes are hilarious. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's, and that's like the big key word that I saw in, in, in the one review of the, of the match, which I think was yesterday morning. They said it was like he was operating without handcuffs for the first time in what, seven, nine, ten years. Yep. Oh so, yeah! Like the like the the literal like shackles are loose and man, I I I think I think I think we're in for something here. I really do. And and, yeah. well, beef. and, and also uh, when you're done listening to this podcast and being verbally berated by me, go yeah. listen to Chris Jericho's podcast where he had John Moxley on because uh, Moxley really goes in and shares a lot of insight as to how Vince McMahon really handcuffed and crippled his character. And, you know, really had him, you know, they wanted him to make all sorts of goofy gimmicks ride down the road on a unicycle because thick friends and that's what lunatic would apparently do. That's you. And they they wanted him to crack jokes at Roman Reigns about, you know, Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. Not even that. Holy fuck. Not even crack jokes. They wanted him to to cut a promo and heal up on freaking uh, Roman Reigns in an actual real life friend. 
of John Moxley. They wanted him to cut a heel promo and berate him and make fun of him and you know and really cut him down about this cancer thing. And that is just, you, that's not cool to do. That's like yeah. saying, hey Brett, we want you to come out and make you know jokes and, and cut a promo on Owen's death. Are you out of your mind? Well, that yeah. and 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 the thing is too, like Moxley, <clears throat> like like it's so cool to see him him being able to live to his full potential because that I think that was part of the thing when whenever the shield broke up initially and you saw the three uh, personalities go their separate ways you know D- Dean Ambrose was constantly the underdog and you could tell that it's like he wouldn't think of shit this schlocky or anything like that and my my original point I was going to say beef uh the legend over here notoriously hates DDTs as a finisher okay I do I get it they're stupid no, and overused no, listen what do you think of the Death Rider DDT? I love it. Oh, that's right. I haven't seen it. What's it? it? okay, what's, it's the What's the variation? Okay, so the ver- Dean uh, uh d- when he was Dean Ambrose, he did the Dirty Deeds, which was a double arm DDT. You know, Mick Foley used it, and I always like double arm DDT. Which is a great move, it but is. he got very lackadaisical with but, it, and then it started looking real schlocky at the end. But yeah. but the variation here ransom is he does a spike double arm DDT, so he picks them up almost vertical and then dumps nice. them down. I like so that. Like, almost like a double arm brainbuster DDT. Yes, very, yes. very similar. Yeah, very exactly. similar. Somebody, wow. All right, correct guys. me if I'm wrong. And was juice. There somebody, that, I saw was there somebody that used to do that uh, back in the day. Was like, uh, was it, was it close to the curtain call? That no, it was the Im- the impaler. The impaler, the, well, like, not the uh, impaler. The, oh yeah, edge. Yeah, yeah no, edge. no, you're, no, you're right. That's, yeah. that's exactly what they call it. Edge is DDT, the impaler. Very similar to that, except for again, towards the end, he got very schlocky with it and turned into just another stupid looking fucking DDT. It was, it was a lower, it was a lower and lower angle. When it first started out, right. it was like a, it was like not a ninety degree angle, more or less. Yeah, yeah. it was. But like, and that's the thing is like having Moxley be able to take a move that obviously was, you know generic and and the way he delivered it with such immediacy is what made it a good finisher for him in the wwe but he took it and he just turned it up to 11 and that's what he's doing with the john moxley character now he's taking dean ambrose and cranking him up to 11 good Good. for him good Good on him him. good on him for being able to leave and say you know what i'm you know i'm gonna go and i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do this on my own you know not on his own he's he's what kind of on his own, you know, kind well, of like what Cody did, and, I, and that's a callback to what Beef said, is that you know, I can't ex- remember exactly what you said. I, I'm two beers in, and I'm angry, and I'm flustered, and I, these stupid people that listen. Um, <laughs> same hey, thing hey, with Cody. don't talk about Tom that with- way. Hey, oh, now sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm, drinking cherry, I'm drinking cherry coke tonight, but no, uh, uh, it's it's going hard, Cody, huh? though. They wanted uh, Cody to do that stupid Stardust character, and they wouldn't let him. Go out and be Cody Rhodes. So he exactly. said, F it. He went out and did it on his own. And look at the matches that he puts on. Not just at this last AEW show. If you go out and look at his matches from the independent scenes, you know, when he was with Bullet Club and stuff like that, I've gone back and watched some of his matches. Man, they are the best matches of his that I've ever seen. So much better yep. than WWE because he goes out and he's being Cody Rhodes. Well, here's the thing. And he's too. delivering very, very here's, well. Here's, here's a big reason for that, too. Number one, um, and, and this is something that also, uh, that, uh, Dustin Rhodes had alluded to, um, on, on Jericho's podcast. I was actually just listening to that earlier today. And I, I, I told you guys too, I was like, it's actually really, it was a really good one too. I have um, to listen to that one. I haven't listened to that one. 
Yeah, yeah. Listen to that one for sure. It was also good. But you hear a number of guys talk about this in the business, uh, whether it be, you know, it happened to Jericho, it happened to Dustin, and I'm sure many others too. Uh, ha- you know, it's happened to CM Punk, happened to Ambrose. When you start to lose a passion for the business, and it's just like for anybody else in their normal day-to-day job, when you lose a passion for something and you say, I'm not enjoying <laughs> the thing that I aspired to do for so long that I wanted to do with the rest of my life and I loved doing it for so long when you lose the passion for it you're naturally just gonna it's not gonna be there and people can see it in your work like if I had a day if I had a day where I was just like I don't want to fucking stream at all I don't want to deal with people this and that there were days where I was just like hey you know what um I'm not feeling well today I'll catch you guys tomorrow because I don't want to half-ass it now Mm -hmm. dude I did that first I did that for a damn near year on my gaming channel. Exactly. So that's the thing. Like, it comes through in your work. Now, especially even more so when you have actual eyes on you, like, you know, to that magnitude, like, um, you know, uh, like, just having that large of an audience having eyes on you. Uh, But I will say, uh, you know, to, to Cody's credit, I didn't know until after he left the WWE that, you know, he hated the the stardust character so kudos to him for going out and knocking that character out of the park because that's every exactly single damn night exactly. every did. single damn he night did. did that he hated that's- it but he put 110 percent into it and if you were a you know a fan a casual fan whatever and you were watching that like you said tom you yeah. would not have known that he despised I, I that did. character so much <laughs> because he poured every single ounce of what he had into that character and he made he you did. believe that he loved doing and- it and and the same thing with uh, and the same thing with Dustin doing the Goldust character. Like I listened yep. to the podcast, he said he's like when they told me you want you know where your character is going to be androgynous. He's like I didn't know what the hell that meant. He's like and the thing is you know he went out and not that it, it didn't sound like he hated it or anything like that. Uh, he just didn't know what to do with it at first and it wasn't getting the reaction they wanted to. Uh, you know, until uh, a couple matches in, and he started game doing some of the more over sexualized stuff, and it got the reaction out of the crowd. and And Vince loved it. One of the things I will say, uh, kind of playing devil's advocate, um, is that, and I think it's kind of been with a, t- a change of the times and the fact that Vince is just older and out of touch now, but also the fact that back in the day with stuff that, during the Attitude Era, they could push the envelope a little bit more. Uh, with characters like Goldust and and uh, you know and having your Stone Colds and everything like that. Um, <clears throat> nowadays, you have to. You're they're not targeting that 18 to 34 audience like how AEW seems like they're going to do. It's more so they have to carry cater to everybody and the little kids too. Now they have sponsors and they're publicly traded and yada yada yada. And I know it's a cop out excuse, but. <sighs> Heavy is the head that wears the crown, unfortunately. Well, you here's know, the thing. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 but he needs to, Vince needs to, uh, you know, let people have a little bit of creative freedom. I, one thing that I'm happy to see him doing, but I'm also scared of, is that everything that he's doing with Bray Wyatt right now, because he's letting right. Bray take the reins. But I wonder, I'm like, it, it's almost like I'm kind of. I'm kind of almost expecting the shoe to drop and just be like, go to shit. I what hope that I'm hit wrong. The ring. Yep. I hope well, that I'm and, wrong, but I love and Tom, the stuff that's, that's a, going on. You know, Tom, that's a that's. I, I was actually just about to say the same thing. The best stuff that Vince McMahon ever did and like ever had his name attached to was not a hundred percent Vince McMahon exclusive, no. which is what's happening exactly. now. If exactly. you if you go back and you 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 read McFoley's books, 
he talks about the process of mankind the mauler about the mask that they wanted him to wear and yep. they talk about Steve Austin's gimmicks that he had uh the what uh, ice the cold and Robert Drake's. oh no uh, Fang McFreeze uh yep. Chili Fang McFrost Fang ice McFrost dagger. Chili McFreeze right ice Chili McFreeze so Ice Dagger like, these these are all things that Vince McMahon like spearheads, and you get that idea, and you say, okay, Vince, how about we do this? And you know, in the Attitude Era, and again, I'm I'm not a giant Attitude Era mark, but I think it's regarded as one of the biggest because it was a boom time for wrestling. It was, um, you know, everybody kind of had their own little spin on things, and they could make that change. And in promos, they had their own like way of going about it. Now the, the everything is one hundred. Exactly. Everything is 100% handcuffed. Everything is 100% Vince's way or the highway. And we're going to talk about the Vince versus Triple H thing, which I think is definitely interesting news. It may be blown out of proportion, but I do want to talk about it later later on this podcast. But but it's a big fucking deal, I think. Yeah. Oh, and that's a callback sure. too to what to what Moxley said on Jericho's podcast. You know, they the, he wanted to you know go out and, and be able to do these promos, and he even him and the writer got a. Uh, memo from Vince McMahon. It said from VKM, Dean Ambrose is to read the promos verbatim. verbatim. Dean Ambrose is not to ad lib his promos. <laughs> he is not to go off script. Dean Ambrose is to do this. And it's like, man, you're giving people no creative c control. And I can see how Vince might be fearful of creative control because look how it backfired in WCW. Those guys had complete creative control over their characters. And that ended up in yeah, the yeah. fucking finger poke of doom with Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and Jeff Jarrett laying down in the middle of the ring for Hulk Hogan. You know, right, it's but there's it a ended difference. badly. But there, yes, you there's, need to have a, a modicum yeah. of creative control to be able to be like, hey, look, I want to go out and cut this promo. Afterwards, you let me know, hey, that think? was a stinkeroo. We're going to have to start, you know, tweaking things. Or, hey, you know what? You knocked it out of the park. Keep doing what you're doing. Because well, you don't like give them that option to try. You're 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 gonna handcuff people into some some silly goofy ass promo, right? And and like I was talking about with the Goldust stuff, he even talks about that. Like I said, he talked about that on the podcast that he was getting no reaction. Uh, Vince wasn't the one that told him to go out and start like rubbing his ass on people and like and like get behind <laughs> people and rubbing their chest. It was actually the other wrestler that was in the ring with him that said, "Hey, dude, that we're gonna try this." And fucking Vince loved it back then. Like he was just like. That's some good shit there, you know? And, like, that's the thing. You have to you have to put some sort of personality into a character. It cannot just be on a script verbatim no. with, uh -uh. with, you know, robotic, no, like, you have to be able to let people exercise a little bit. Just say, like, hey, you know what? Here's, uh, you know, here's, a, here, even if they hand you a script, it's just like, here's a script. Make sure you hit these bullet points, but, you know, make it your own. But make sure you hit these three, four, five points, whatever. Yep. Do that. You know, that's that's the way, you know, Vince is still ultimately in control. Nobody's saying that, you know, uh, people are going to go out and book themselves to win or book the finger poke of doom. That Obviously, you know, that's not going to happen. But he's he's got to he's got to loosen up the reins a little bit or else he's just going to make everybody creatively stagnant lower morale which a lot of people already think is going on and i'm sure mm. a lot of it, it is going on because you have wrestlers asking for their releases and you know but, but like we always keep saying uh triple h 
God bless him. He's doing everything right down in NXT. So let's uh, oh, let's segue. He is. Segue he is. Yeah. Let's let's segue Bob, into the car. You are you are killing like my you you're right on my brainwave tonight because I was like let's talk about something that they're doing right in exactly. NXT. Oh, yeah. Right. Good transition. So, so I am. I got the. I got the fuck. I got the fucking Vince Jedi mind trick on you right now. <laughs> That's true. You do. Yeah. Um, so double or nothing was an amazing show because, so I'm, I'm interested to see how AEW does the pay-per-view format. And and I've said that before because I want to see, because as a standalone event, double or nothing was amazing. Takeover, uh, wasn't takeover Connecticut 25, um, wasn't as amazing, but in the scheme of like the NXT universe was pretty fucking great. Yes. Um, Yes, it was. What, uh, just, just a real quick call out. I, I, I want to hear from all of you guys. What what was your one takeaway from the event? What was what was your favorite thing or favorite match or favorite moment that happened? Bad food. Oh, you uh, d- d- don't start with me. I'm sitting here. I'm thinking. Go go ahead, ransom. Mine was was um, Gargano and Cole, and I think oh. that's just because you know, I, it, whatever. Call me a Shawn Michaels, Mark. I don't give a shit. I am. Um, you know, I, I, I look at Adam Cole and I know that's not his gimmick. I know it's not, you know, he's not the sexy boy. He doesn't come out with the mirror. He doesn't have the assless chaps and the, you know, the, the flashy vests or whatever it is that Shawn Michaels used to wear. But damn it, if I could have pictured what it, it, Shawn Michaels, if he would have had a, a child that would have ended up in the wrestling business, I would see Adam Cole. He is so damn good in the ring. He's so impressive. He's always freaking spot on. His moves are crisp. He gets the crowd behind. He, they could push him as much as they want to as a heel, and people would cheer for him. Every time he stands they in the do. ring and puts his fingers in the air and goes, Adam Cole, baby, every single person, I swear, in that audience screams well, with him. He was he so, not even he that. Yeah, you know? not even that. They have, they have one person. Like if you, if, you, if you watch TakeOver, especially this one, uh, there's like one person in the crowd will stand there and go, Adam Cole, and like the other like ten thousand like, baby. It's weird, yeah. but it's awesome. I love it. It's it's he's got Stone Cold Steve Austin level heat on him, and not heat in the traditional sense of, you know, people are angry at you or you know, you got people pissed at you, like you talk about, you know, oh the boys have heat in the back or whatever. He's got crowd heat to where it doesn't matter if he's a heel or a face, he comes out and puts those fingers in the air, people are gonna scream baby. If that one person in the crowd screams Adam Cole, everybody else is going to scream Bebe. The Dude, thing, the thing that I'm going to lose my mind over, and I, I really I'm, – I'm praying. I get, I'm going to get on my knees and pray about this. Please, please don't let him go to the main roster. As much as no, people say that the main roster is where it's at and you've hit the big leagues and you know people make reference to I want to go to WWE and that's where I want to retire and blah, blah, blah. Man, if he goes to the main roster and he gets buried or, or, or turns into this mid-card nobody, right there is proof in the pudding that Vince McMahon has absolutely no idea what he's doing and no idea what the people want. Because Adam Cole is so on fire since day one where he showed up in NXT and super ki- – I can't remember who it was he super kicked. It was uh, uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, yes, yes, it was right after Drew McIntyre, McIntyre won the title. When yep. he showed up there from that day until right now, he has been on fire, one of the hottest superstars ever. And it doesn't matter if he's cutting a promo. It doesn't matter if he's standing at ringside with the rest of the Undisputed Era and they're in a tag match. It doesn't matter what he's doing. People are cheering for him. 
they, they've got his slogans down. People are going to buy his merch. He can be the 2019 version of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the way that it doesn't matter if he's booked as a face or a heel. People are going to cheer the hell out of him. Exactly. And if he gets ruined, then that's WWE's own fault that they're ruining somebody like that because there's no reason whatsoever that when Adam Cole eventually is going to happen, I know it is, there's no reason that when he goes to the main roster, he should not be on top and stay on top for a very, very long time because of the crowd reaction and the fan reaction and heat with the fans that he has. There's no reason for it. Right. What about you? Tom, B? what do you think? Oh, oh. no, I'll, I'll go. No, no, let's go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. So there were a lot of great stand-up performances. Uh, Cole Gargano 2 was a master class. <laughs> I think On Point with Cole Gargano 1 was right there with it, man. It, wonderful basketball storytelling. Um, but for me, man, the fucking MVP of the night, and, and I loved Riddle vs. Strong too, don't get me wrong, but the MVP of the night was Kyle O'Reilly because, my God, he got the shit kicked out of him. And there were like maybe four or five times during the course of that ladder match where I said to myself, there's no chance that O'Reilly's getting up for that. There's no, you know, he's going to have to go to the back. There's no chance. The initial ladder spot that like busted his open his back of all places, the, uh, you know, his um, um, Bobby or um, Fish falling on him, you know, uh, after the one ladder spot. Like there were like four or five things that, that happened. And I'm like, holy shit, why is Kyle O'Reilly getting dumped on? And then I realized that he's the fucking workhorse of the match. He's the Kofi Kingston. He's the Shawn Michaels. He's you know the Adam Cole. He's the guy that's making that match like hit the hit the next level. Man, did it fucking work? Um, I you know uh, for uh, for the sake of sounding uh, you know like a main event uh, you know bandwagon fan or whatever. Uh, I mean the whole the whole pay per view all over was uh, every match was really good top to bottom. I think, and and this is really saying a lot. If you had, if you put a gun mice ahead and you said, "What's the worst match of the night?" Uh, it would have probably been uh, Baszler, uh, Shirai. If I had to pick a worse one, but every match was like at least you know a four or five star match. Like they were so good. Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing I took away from this was uh, something that. Something that Pood had alluded to last podcast when we talked about uh, when we talked about the AEW pay per view is that especially and this was especially more so during the the main event match between Cole Gargano is that I was on the edge of my seat jumping up and down not only for the fact of the uh, you know to that this match hinged on uh, the result of the Chooserweight Championship for the podcast because I'm excited. I'm excited for our damn fake title. I don't care. Call me what you will. I wanted to win. But um, the fact that me and my daughter, my son was like kind of in and out. He, I don't know, sometimes he likes to pay attention to it. Sometimes he doesn't. But I get my kids invested into NXT and stuff. Like my daughter, like I'll say something. I, I She's like, She's like, I was like, do you know who's in the match? I was like, it's Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. And she goes, baby. And I was like, damn Aww. right. Um, oh, yeah. Awesome. She knows. She's, she knows. She, she knows. It. She knows. But I'll tell you what. Me and my daughter were jumping up and down. Like, you know, whenever, uh, you know, whenever uh, Cole had put uh, Gargano in the one submission. She's like, come on. Come on. And I'm like, I mean, we're we are just like on. We're totally marking out. And that's what I did for the majority of this pay-per-view. I, even though I knew what happened at the end of uh, uh, Riddle, uh, uh, Riddle Strong, 
because I tuned in at like the very last end of it when they were just beating the absolute piss out of each other for the last like minute and a half straight. Um, I I went back and watched that match, and even still, like I was sitting there like so many of the spots, I was like, this is such a good match, and I like again, it made me feel like a young fan again. I was uh, especially Cole Gargano. I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't know what was going to happen. In my heart, I wanted Cole to win. Even though I picked Gargano for the picks. But I wanted Cole to win because I wanted him to have that moment. And so many times I thought, shit, he's not going to get it. I'm going to win the title belt, but fucking Cole's not going to get his moment. And I I felt so many emotions during that match. It was so great. And just, like, even my girlfriend was standing there, you know, kind of like actually half paying attention to it. And she's not a wrestling fan. But she was watching it, um, and I was like, "You're actually invested a little bit." She's like, "I just gotta, I just gotta see what you guys are screaming about." And I'm like, "Yeah, this match. Look at it. This is what, like, this is what wrestling is supposed to be." So. And that's what you don't get on the main roster. You don't get that. I and I can't. I keep going back to this, and I'm sorry. Kofi Bryan. Kofi Bryan was the closest thing I felt to that. But again, it was one of those things. Like even then, it felt. It felt. It felt like a generic version of that. Yeah, yeah it, I wasn't. It, it, I, I don't get that emotional, uh, that emotional surge in yeah. main roster matches. I can't remember the last time I got one. The first well, Adam Cole Johnny Gargano match, I, I think I said before, I was on my feet. I can't remember the last time I was on my feet for a wrestling match. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Part of that is probably because there was only what was it, uh, thirty nine minutes out of a three hour show of actual wrestling on Raw. I didn't even watch SmackDown. Um, I, I, I was actually – I still got to catch up on both the NXT brands. But, uh, Poot, what, yeah. uh, what, what say you about well, this uh, NXT event? Well, you said about the 39 minutes, and I decided uh, with the past two Fast Count Newses, I was like, yeah. I like that format a little bit better. Instead of being an actual like news segment, have it be something quick. Like fast count, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that's why I said Bray Wyatt is a fucking treasure, and I will get to that later. Um, yeah, but, that was great. But <laughs> my my favorite thing, actually, I mean, it, it's really hard to pick. But for me, um, it was it was actually Riddle Dream. Okay, and here's why. Wait, Th- what? you mean Riddle Strong? R- Riddle, on, Riddle, uh, Riddle Strong. Riddle Strong. Sorry, Riddle Strong. Wow. Okay, I was gonna say. Riddle, um, or no, Dream. Uh, uh, what's wrong? Dream with Dream Breeze, thank you. Dream Breeze, man, I'm all cattywampus today. Um, <laughs> Dream Dream Breeze, you know why? First, for two reasons. Number one, I like seeing uh, Tyler Breeze in this new kind of grizzled veteran thing. His like ring attire yes. is more simple. Yep. He looks yes. tough. He looks like he's world-worn. He's gone through the rough bullshit of the main roster, and he's back to show people, hey, listen, okay, it's, I a, do- point. it's a doofy. Sorry, I got to point some. I got to interject and point something out. My my girlfriend said he looked like a fucked-up Ken doll. Yeah, yeah. no, that, <laughs> yeah, but that's did, the yeah. thing. It's like that works. It works. And if it they, fucking works hard. If they play it. As like he's he's the he's the 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 model that was put through the ringer, you know what I mean? And he came out yep. the other side like more wise and more more aggressive, you know. And you even saw that he was more aggressive a little bit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and I think there's a lot to do with that. And NXT is perfect for him uh, for that vehicle. Now, um, my the reason that I think is because they put on 
an absolutely bomb match. This whole card was 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 fantastic, but no this match. No. Now the thing with this is, think about the match that came right before them. What was it? The ladder match. The ladder match. Yep. And the ladder match, coming off the heels of that, I went, man, I feel bad for these two. They got to come off the emotional high of that ladder match. Oh, son of a bitch. This is going to be tough. And they made it work. They made they it work. Really good. They got the crowd reengaged. Because at the beginning, the crowd was a little kind of like, oh, man, okay, I'm kind of beat now. I'm, like, emotionally drained. And they drew them in and brought them they in really and brought a killer killer match and it showed yeah drew uh, uh not drew breeze oh my god uh tyler breeze lost uh <laughs> lost <laughs> tyler breeze lost that match but i could see them if they really play the tyler breeze new tyler breeze character right i could really see them having a little series of matches over takeovers you know what i mean i I agree oh, definitely, with that. Definitely. And, something that I, and it's something I had even said in the chat to you guys is the the mutual respect thing. I think if they if they do a series of matches between them, I think something's going to happen that whenever um, is it usually in September that the the Dusty tag uh, the tag tournament happens? No, it just happened. It it just Did happened it? prior to WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Rick I couldn't remember and, when it kicked. I couldn't remember. Yeah, Rick how long Black it goes. that one. Right, I couldn't remember like when it kicks off or how long it goes on for because I felt like it. I, I felt like it went on for a while. But I think uh, future future fantasy booking. I think whenever you get the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic tournament, I think you see those two together. I, I'm calling That'd be awesome. it. I'm That'd be calling awesome. it because I think by that time, I think Velveteen Dream will have dropped the North American title to somebody else, or specifically more so by that time, Roderick Strong will have that title. So. I, I will say future tag team right there, uh, Dream Breeze. I But go ahead, too. <laughs> I would so make, they would make back just real quick about what you said about them following the ladder match. The, the, the good Lord. Holy what the hell's shit. happening? Is that Mordor screaming? Is that pterodactyls? It sounds like pterodactyls flying overhead. It, it might have been pterodactyls. <laughs> freaking. <laughs> I tell you, someone's going to end up getting shot, not by me. I'm just going to end up hearing it. Um, oh, damn it. I got derailed by the freaking bean cheese down the road. Oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't that. Um, call back to that ladder match. Um, damn. Oh, the beers. The beers have got me. You got to stop doing that whenever I have a drink in my mouth. I almost spit it all out. <laughs> my oh, sorry, buddy. Um, That's okay. <laughs> it didn't seem like a struggle either to get the crowd reinvested in their match. They right. followed a, they followed a hell of a match, and it didn't seem like they had any problems getting the crowd to to reinvest in the show. They were able to suck them back in, and they sucked them into their match, and and really had them you know invested and interested in their match. It seemed like with ease. I don't know if it's actually with ease or not. Holy shit, man. Can you go inside and fight? Jeez, oh, man. Um, wow, we, we said the podcast was going to get real tonight, and goddamn, it is. Yeah, I'm going to drive my car down the alley and just mow people down. Um, but oh, it, didn't seem like, it didn't seem like they had any problem sucking people back in. And that, to me, is the sign that you have, A, quality talent in your match, and B, you've got the right people behind the scenes going, hey, you know what? This match is going to follow it, and it's going to be a killer. The ladder match yep. knocked it out of the park, but you guys are going to be able to follow it 
easily and you're going to knock it out of the park as well. And they did. Yep. It was and I'll super, tell you what, it seemed like it was super easy for them to do it. I'll tell you what, it had, had they switched up the order of that at all, had it been uh, the women's match following that ladder match, I, I think we would be, I think I would have been saying, you know, like, okay, the women's match was like a three-star match instead of like a four, you know, it's, yep. that's, it, that's important. That, that is a big kudos to whoever, uh, you know, whoever has the final decision, whether it's Triple H or whoever with booking and stuff back there, but deciding the actual card order is so I can't important. Wait. So I can't important. wait until we hear. Oh. I, I, I can't wait till we hear about how successful a road dog is in NXT yeah. as a producer and, and, and how, because we saw him leave SmackDown with his tail between his legs because for the same reason that fucking Mick Foley left the commentary desk on SmackDown because working for Vince McMahon under Vince McMahon is fucking hell. Now here's um, my thing. I, I got to ask though, like, okay. So obviously, uh, because maybe you have a better idea than I do. I mean, obviously, we all know that Triple H runs NXT, and he's a fucking beast, uh, and he's also filling in for McMahon and stuff like that or uh, whatever on the main roster stuff. If anybody hasn't watched the uh, the, uh, the special on Triple H um, that, oh, so that followed NXT, it was really Did good. Did not watch I, it. I, I highly Did suggest it was. you go It was watch really it. good. Yeah. It's a half an hour. It's an easy watch. It, it really is. Yeah. It's not too bad at all. If we're done, um, if we're done early enough, maybe I'll watch it tonight. We'll see. There you go. Um, but so how big how big of a um, logistical difference, not not just personality wise between like Vince and Triple H, but like when when somebody is in NXT, say their contract comes up and, um, you know, they go up to the main roster. Do they sign? They have to sign like a new main roster contract because because NXT is. Yes, you know, I think. That's what. That's so what they I'm have wondering. developmental deals. So, so, and and this is my understanding. I could be wrong. They have okay. developmental deals, which basically function like rookie contracts in the NFL, and that okay. may be foreign to our fan base. Uh, what that means is that you're signed on a um, low guarantee, high potential thing, where right. it's like, hey, we're going to give you X, but you have the potential to earn X, Y, and Z if you outperform that. I don't know if that so like right now Ricochet would be a prime example because he's only been in the WWE and NXT for what uh, I think this is his third year coming up I think at SummerSlam I think really um, wow because he's he's been in two War Games matches I think right so this this will be the third War Games I, I think right I could be wrong about that a anyway my point is that um, he's already on the main roster after having basically a cup of coffee on NXT. So, in theory, he would still be working off of that quote-unquote rookie deal. Now, I imagine that his developmental deal is much different because he had a big name on the indies and on um, Lucha <coughs> Underground and in New Japan. So, he was well-established, much like that of AJ Styles, but not quite the extent. Um, okay. But all the, all the same, in theory, he would be nearing the end of probably his developmental deal I don't think it's like, okay, you're on the main roster. Let's get you, you know, a new ink on paper. I think you work out that contract and you have maybe a chance to renegotiate if you get that opportunity. Okay, so the reason I ask that, though, is because, uh, like, like Ransom, I'm hoping and praying that uh, Adam Cole and some others don't go up to the main roster what? to get buried in mid-card obscurity. If, they don't have if a choice. Somebody... Well, they, okay. they, they don't have a choice no. because okay. at the end of the day, and and and. WWE and Michael Cole and they, they can all say 
this is his first time in WWE ever, and we've known he's been in NXT for the last two years. But at right. the end of the day, Vince McMahon owns every one of them. And just like with fucking Alistair God freaking Black, yeah. you know, if Vince snaps his hands and says, I want him here now, regardless of what he's doing in NXT, he's, he's on the main there. fucking roster. Regardless See, okay. of how many fucking weeks in SmackDown, he's going to give a fucking promo, talk about wanting to fight what? but never actually fighting because they don't have fucking dick all for him. He doesn't yeah. have a choice. I think no, he's also. Okay, was... I think it, down to be fair. I think he's also, if if uh, I understand correctly, um, I I think he's nursing some light injuries as well. Okay. I think that's so. fair enough. Um, fair but, enough but, if, if that's the case. Let me. Uh, but uh, yeah, sorry. The the reason I asked about that was that you know with the contracts and stuff is to say you know what's to say if if you get somebody who is doing well in NXT hasn't gotten called up to the main roster yet and. They, you know, they just say, hey, you know what? I've seen what's been going on with the main roster. I'm out the door. What's, you know, nothing's to stop them from just letting their contract expire and doing what Moxley did. And uh, I, I just I just wondered how much of a, you know, like how much of the disconnect was there? Because obviously NXT is, you know, a part of WWE. But well, it, and it, I it's, think it's it's such night and day. It's it's amazing to me how night and day it is when you have somebody that still technically owns it while, you know, your son-in-law is running it. Right. De facto that, owner. Well, right. and I think I think we're seeing that play out right now uh, with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks was fucking killing in NXT. She got to the main roster. Yeah, okay, they gave her a bunch of title reigns, but she never won in a clutch match. They never truly capitalized on who she truly was. You know, it was the fucking it was a fucking meme. It's boss time and she was a vehicle for t-shirt sales. Uh, 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 you know what? I'm I'm sad I'm sad that she, I'm sad that she uh that they Okay, I'm sad that they didn't utilize her and Bailey as the women's tag champs and really propel that women's tag division. But thank God I don't have to listen to Michael Cole say it's boss uh, time because right? I I'd, I'd want to blow my fucking brains out. It's boss <laughs> time. Every single time. Every and just single, and just when we think every we're time. and just when we think we're getting lucky with no no, no more it's the big dog because he's on fucking SmackDown no he's not no he's, he's fucking both. not he is on fucking both shows so we get it fucking five times as much okay let me let me pose this to you guys so Road Dog left SmackDown goes to NXT NXT Takeover twenty five was an absolutely barn burner uh, and and we could say. Double or nothing contender, obviously, for oh, you know, in quality, and it's all so, under. It's all no. Hold on, it's all under. Okay. Don't hum at me. It's all under the guys that uh, uh, of are, are under the direction of Triple H. Do you think that Triple H is kind of building his thiefdom and doing all this? And this was the opening gamut to go look what I am capable of with these people working with me who know what's happening and this talent. This is what the main roster could be if I was in charge. Okay, I don't let's think talk so about because it. Let's, it, he's let's been talk doing, about look it. How, yeah, look how long he's been doing it, though. Yeah, I had a Vince McMahon moment there. I mean, it's not, it's not just all of a sudden Triple H upped NXT's game and they answered AEW. For me, it seems like Triple H has been answering WWE mm-hmm. for years. Years Absolutely. they have. It's not just all of a sudden they started putting on great shows because they want to compete with, with AEW. They have, been, they have been putting on amazing takeovers. They've been putting on great NXT house shows. 
for years. Yep. And and I and at this point, I don't think it's going to be any different as far as recognition goes because if Vince hasn't, if Vince or the board or whoever hasn't stepped up and gone, hey, you know what? NXT is really blowing out of the water. Any main roster pay per view that we seem to be putting on, they're putting on better ones. In all the years that they've been doing it, if no one stepped up and, and noticed it yet in the WWE Corporation, I don't think it's going to happen now. Unfortunately, I would love it if it did, but you know, I think it's 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 crystal clear that Triple H knows the business, knows the fans, knows what they want, and knows how to put on an immaculate show. You know, some of these NXTs, in my opinion, have been flawless. The in ring matches, the promos, the commentaries, the packages. Everything has been dead on perfect. And I'm, I'm, I always get fired up and spicy and upset about this because they're, they're great, great shows. They send these amazing talents that, that, that are able to compete in NXT up to the main roster and they get buried in mid-card obscurity. There's yep. no reason Finn Balor should be a mid-carder now. Nope. There's no reason Finn Balor or Samoa Joe should be fighting for the fucking intercontinental title. Or There's the U.S. No title. For it. Rusev. Whatever. The yeah, there's, no, there's no reason so, for it. They oh, by the way, guys, stars. happy, happy. Sorry, Ru- Orton, you had your time. Sorry, Cena, you had your time. Happy it's Rusev these guys Day. Time. Yeah, happy always. Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev yeah. Day. And I apologize for not wishing you guys that earlier. That's my bad. I, I It's but, okay. You know, I understand. Fault. It only comes around once a day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what upsets me so much is that they, they have these great talents. Mm-hmm. On these great events, they go up to the main roster. And it's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing with these guys that could be your top guys? Let the veterans go off and have these, you know, let, let Randy Orton fight for the stupid Intercontinental title. Hell, you did it with a legend like Ric Flair. Look at the, the how many time world champion he's been. You know, he's a household name in the wrestling business. And towards the end of his career, you have him win the Intercontinental title. Okay, well, you did it with Flair. Why can't you do it with Orton or Cena? Have them fight for the Intercontinental or U.S. title, you know, and elevate some of these guys. You know, like Ambrose. Yeah, oh, sorry. yeah it should have been. Should have been Ambrose. Ambrose, Reigns. Um, who's the other guy? Rollins. Rollins. Freaking yeah, Rusev, Ransom. Cesaro. Ransom, you- all those guys. They should be top contenders, damn it. You, you know what, Ransom? You bring up a perfect point, being that you just that you just mentioned Cena's name, because I will say this. Um, you know, even he has that he has that name notoriety. Mm-hmm. Look at what Cena did. Uh, and and anybody that wants to shit on Cena, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, you know, let's go Cena. Cena sucks, whatever. I, but you can't. You got to respect what he's done in in his time. Look at what he did for the relevancy of the U.S. Championship. Whenever he did yep. the open challenge yep. every week, look at what he fucking did for that title. That's what they need to be doing. They need to put if they need to they need to put people in positions to succeed. Yes, only right. yes. You, that and that they're not doing that. Vince no, is no, not, not even doing that. Not okay, even okay, okay. okay. So I've sat on Cena plenty of times in my life, and I have. And yeah. you know, I, I, thinking back on it, I was a stupid, dumb mark. Whenever <laughs> I kept saying, "Oh, I haven't seen it on our throat. Cena needs to go away. They need to turn Cena heel." Yada yada yada. All that stupid bullshit that I spewed. When you go back and and and. Uh, Tom, you made a, a great point that made me think about this. Would you look at Cena, even today, if he comes back and starts wrestling again today, you know, full-time or whatever, whatever you want to say about Cena, he gets a reaction from the crowd, whether it's exactly. let's go Cena or whether it's Cena sucks. You yep. don't hear the crowd silent during his matches. 
whether and they're sitting people... all over him or whether they're cheering for him, the crowd is loud during his matches. And that is a testament to John Cena that no matter what he does, he can go out there and get a crowd reaction. So kudos to Cena. The world's not coming to an end. I am praising John Cena. Wow. And, and, and he makes people. That's, that's the most important part, that, that he's used what he has accomplished to get younger guys over. Rusev, Kevin Owens, Bray Wyatt, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura have all had major league matches, some wins, some losses. Um, but, you know, and, and then those are his choices. Even, the whole, AJ the whole Styles, exactly. Beat up John yep. Cena. Yeah, yep. you know that was some of that those, was so some of those good. Decisions, oh, some of those decisions obviously aren't his choice. I'm sure he probably would have liked to put Bray Wyatt over a little bit more or Rusev, yep. but still, he made them legit people. So I mean, I I, I got nothing but good but good words for Cena now. Wait, I, I Here's think the it's... thing. So we're 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 dancing around this, guys, and, and I and I want to bring it up. So there's a report out there that. Um, Allegedly, now take this with a grain of salt, as with everything on the internet and wrestling, because you know, wrestling are like uh, you know, like like women at a fucking uh, barber shop, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, or a beauty beauty shop. There you but, go. Um, yeah, you're listening to this podcast, after all. Take it with a grain of salt. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> but there's a report that Vince and Triple H, uh, I believe, within the last week, got in a screaming match with each other, a very heated argument with Triple H. You know, letting Vince know, hey, you're doing a very shitty job. Not with those words, but basically with those words, and letting him know that basically he can run better than Vince can to the point to now they are not on speaking terms. Now again, we don't know if that's a fact, but yeah, it's allegedly. very believable. It's it's very believable because you know you you hear these these reports about like we talked about a couple weeks ago with those guys on the creative uh, from, from the guys who talk Writers. to the guys in creative. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. Talk about how Triple H is the most frustrated guy, and you can see it in the vignettes and the clips where Triple H is talking to these NXT guys after they get to the main roster, where he's taking them aside and kind of, you know, consoling them. It's there, uh, man. Me, I, I'm, I'm, I believe it. One point. Let me make one point, and then I'll mute my mic for a second because I got to go grab another drink. Um, whether or not it's true, there's a couple old sayings that uh, that you know make you really, really look at this and think that it could be true. One. Perception is reality. That's what I was always taught in, in the military. You know, if you if you acted like a slob and you were unkept and you were unorganized, and that's exactly what people perceive hey, you to be. Don't badmouth me. Uh, <laughs> and two, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, <laughs> looks like a duck, sounds like a duck, well, you know. Beef's prom date. Yeah, I mean, oh. But on that, on that note, it was, right, it was right there. It was right there. Uh, sorry, Beef. Sorry, Shelly. He didn't. Hey, hey, you know what, Beef? <laughs> Bill Washburn. Bill Washburn was a saint. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's right. I hey, forgot you know about what? that. You're at right. Least, at least, at least you went to the prom. I never went to my senior prom, so you got one up on me, man. So. Aww. Yeah, uh, hashtag, hashtag. And hashtag. now I'm sad. Hey, uh, hey, can we get? My, can we get? My choice. Uh, my choice. Follow- I did. And you know what I did instead. I hung out with my buddies. We stayed up and watched and uh, watched like the E3 release or whatever, and fucking played video games all night. We didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm not spending 200 bucks on a, on on a fucking tuxedo or something like that to go hang out with a bunch of people who I don't give two shits about. Much like uh, how Ransom feels about the listeners of this podcast. On that <laughs> note, I'm going to drink. Yeah. Hell hey, yeah speaking of our speaking of our P3 listeners, hey, can we get like a hashtag to get Juju Schuster to take Tom to a prom? I mean, I think I think that'd be pretty great, and it seems like Juju's a pretty great guy, so I think I think we can work that in, right? Yeah, right. Hashtag yeah, sure. hugs for Tom. <laughs> hashtag hashtag 
uh, 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 reach arounds for Tom. Boy, that really would have uh, went well if you didn't flub it. That's listen. They can't uh, all be perfect. We could. I don't, I don't think post. it would have ever. We'll though. fix it in post. Okay, so keeping the positivity going. You mean I'll uh, fix it in post? Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. the, the the man is our editor. Uh, he, he he he. Our lives are in his hands. Um, so let's keep let's keep things positive for right now. Um, let's let's talk about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion for a minute. Oh, so, back, bitches. Oh, by and large, I, uh, and he's his you're, beef. Good. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to soldier this one, man. Because honestly, the only thing I, I know is Mox. Uh, uh, that's I, that's not even yeah. official yet. So okay, uh, and this this a little bit of history for our listeners, uh, because you're probably not all New Japan fans, if at all. Um, Dominion is their second biggest show of the year. It's kind of like their SummerSlam. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom is their WrestleMania. Uh, Dominion, though, has been the show the last two or three years. Really great card, really great matches, uh, and it looks just as good this year. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Moxley showed up and beat uh, Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. He's probably going to be on the card at some point. Um, you have uh, the main event, uh, Okada, the Rainmaker, uh, who is the perennial champion there, versus Chris Jericho. And Jericho in, 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 in New Japan Pro Wrestling is probably my probably my favorite Jericho that I've ever seen. Um, is that the one where he paints Knight. his face? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he yeah. comes okay. out like a clockwork orange. Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. Gotcha. Ibushi versus Naito for the uh, Intercontinental Championship. If you watch the um, the Ring of Honor Best in the World show at Madison Square Garden on many a weekend, they had their first match, and it was an instant classic. And then you have uh, right now, which is probably the Best match on the card, honestly. Uh, Dragon Lee versus Will Ospreay. Uh, I- I'll say that probably they're probably two of the top five cruiserweights in the world right now, uh, and and they're, uh, they're they're competing for the IWGP uh, light. Uh, I'm sorry, junior heavyweight title. And you know, New Japan very rarely steers you wrong on a big show. Uh, it is this weekend. It is um, six o'clock. Sunday night in Japan, so it's like 3 a.m. Saturday here. You can catch a replay. Uh, what's nice is you can wake up on Sunday morning, and um, or, I'm sorry, 3 a.m. Saturday or Sunday morning. So you can wake up on Sunday morning and catch the replay. Um, you know, and New Japan World is uh, like I think 999 yen, which is like the equivalent of like 870 U.S. dollars. Uh, you know, a, a little little uh, you know poke in the ribs of WWE there. Uh, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I said it about Double or Nothing. I'll say it about Dominion. I don't think it's going to disappoint. I think it's going to be a wonderful card and a great thing to watch. So if you're if you're looking <clears> to <throat> branch out, if you're looking to see, hey, you know what? What else is out there besides this garbage of fucking 39 minutes on a three-hour uh, broadcast? Scope out New Japan Dominion. Uh, it's literally all, all steak, no sizzle. It's wonderful. Why do they do that? Why do they have so few wrestling matches on a Raw? Uh, if anything, I, I would expect that to be, be on a SmackDown, and I don't know why. I just always, I guess, saw SmackDown as the as the second show because Raw has been on for so long. But why? Why on a weekly well, program, why would you have so few wrestling matches? I don't be, understand. Because it has... Ahead, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Tom. The uh, be, but yeah, It's simply because over the years... You see it. If you go back and watch, like, I mean, I haven't watched every single Raw ever, obviously, but just over time, what has taken precedence is 
the is the drama behind the stage. They wanted to have like they're trying to tell stories, not in the ring. And people started liking that. And they brought in, you know, like people who were not writers or involved in wrestling or necessarily even wrestling fans. They brought in people who wrote for TV, for movies, for, for you know, like daytime dramas and stuff like that. And so what do they know how to do? They know how to communicate emotion, storytelling and everything through <coughs> stupid bullshit over the top drama and stuff and 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 uh through conversations they don't know how to tell it in the ring you can like right again this is my new and i told beef this it used to be if you wanted to see a match in my opinion that for a longest time it used to be how you tell a story in the ring to me even though it's kind of a slog honestly the iron man match they told an entire story in that one compartmentalized match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Now, yeah, my match yeah. that I show people is is uh, Gargano Cole 2. They told a story with no words, just desperation, uh, you know, uh, bitterness, anger, resentment, uh, de you know, uh, 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 sadness, frustration. They put it all over there and it was paced out perfectly. And this is what happens when you let stories happen in the ring. Sure, cutting a promo is important. And being able to communicate your point and, and you know, poke, uh, you know, send barbs your opponent's way is fine. If a promo is done right, and the people who know how to do that right, and this goes back to Moxley's salient point, is the wrestlers. Let the wrestlers be themselves. They're the only one. Like, only, only Tom knows how to be Tom. Only Beef knows how yep. to be Beef. Only every single person in an asylum knows how to be Ransom. And I only oh. know how to be Poot. Oh. You know, well, I'll tell you what. so here to, to, to further off wrong. your to, to, to further off your point there, Poot, uh, I would I would have uh, said a slightly different thing about as far as uh, I have two points. One was the match I would have shown people as far as telling a story. Uh, I had a close tie. It would have been either uh, Michael's Undertaker with the retirement match for Michael's um, at whatever WrestleMania that was or the Michael's Flair retirement match when he retired. Oh, my God. Yeah. That yeah. one, I t I'll tell you what, I remember that distinctly in 2008, whenever, that was 2000, yeah, 2008, anyways, whatever, Wrestle that WrestleMania, um, when it was, what's that? Nerd. 24. Thank you. Um, that WrestleMania, when Suck when uh, Michaels had to retire Flair, I literally, tears came into my <sighs> eyes watching that happen, because you saw, like, they told that story in the ring, and then just also production-wise, the camera right on Sean when he said he see it in his face and he says it. He's like, "I'm sorry, I, I love, love you," you. and yeah. they puts him down. So perfect. That that was that was a match I would have shown people. And now now I agree with you. It would be I again. I have two that I go to. One, it would be Cole Gargano two, or it would have been uh, Cody and Dustin from AEW. That's yeah, a different that's one. I feel like that's that one though isn't as it's easily different. accessible it, to, right. to the it's casual new fan. Right. Yeah. It's not as easily accessible, but it, it, depending on the type of fan they are, if they're a fan that likes a little bit more of a violent product, I'll give them that. I'll give them the blood feud match because it was still great storytelling and violence and everything like that. Agreed. I don't I, I don't have a problem with them bringing in people uh, different facets of writers, like people that write for movies and stuff and this and that. That's fine. Again, you still got to let the wrestlers be the wrestlers. However, if you're going to do uh, 
any type of segment or regardless if it's if it's the the match or a segment do not repeat the same shit from monday night to tuesday night because i'll tell you what i didn't even watch smackdown but i but i was watching uh i was watching a wrestle uh wrestlemania video on youtube and he made a great point that um the same shit that happened to roman reigns on monday night happened on tuesday night and how many run-ins do you need on one single show there were three or four run-ins uh on smackdown what the fuck are you doing like i'll tell you what that right there shows laziness and complacency and stubbornness uh you know just it's got to get fixed you're right and and let let the writers let the people who write for tv that they bring in I think I think they could do a good job if you let the writers be enhancement for the wrestlers. Don't let them dictate every single thing that the wrestlers are going to do. Don't have them script out everything. Let the okay, writers enhance the talent. Let the right. talent go to the writers and say, "This is what we want to do. This is the story that we want to tell in the ring and with our promos." And let let those TV writers help them cultivate that. You know what I mean? Don't let and them I mean, honestly, the Let them be enhancement for wrestlers. And, and real quick before I forget, because I'm, I'm three deep now, and I'm going to forget if I don't skew oh, it boy. up now. Go ahead. Um, the, the callback that, that you know to Tom uh, with the with the Flair Michaels match. <laughs> oh lord! Uh, Every you know, burp my... you have sounds like a sounds like a chainsaw trying to start, well, <laughs> like a sad <laughs> old rusty chainsaw. I think the dragon <laughs> in my tummy is. Starting to, to is trying to start the chainsaw to, to, to carve his way out, um, nice. but it wasn't the most technical in ring match. Right. And and say what you will about Flair, I don't know. I can't remember how old he was at the time, but he was past right. his prime. Yeah. So he wasn't the best of his career in that match. But when you have great storytelling in the ring, it doesn't have to be the most technical match. And my praise of Shawn Michaels has been well documented because he is my favorite wrestler. Bro, you know, shout out to JR on the well-documented thing. Um, but they told that, that match was amazing, not because of the technicality in the ring, but because of the story that they told. Right. And well, if you I'll have you wrestlers what. that can tell a story in the ring, it doesn't have to be the most technical, perfect in-ring match. Cena just have to tell that story. Yes, Cena, you're right. Yep. Cena is a perfect, perfect example, example of that. Yep. yep. Yes. Kato. Uh, again, I'm 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 gonna call him out, Kato, uh, a guy who uh, run an independent show back uh, back when we were uh, in high school, early college, um, in KCW, uh, Central Pennsylvania. He would always uh, always you know work smarter, not harder. If you can go out, that's and the work, key. That's the key. If like you can go out and kind of work a comedy, exactly. If you can kind of work a comedy match and make it work, and not have to bust your ass doing six thirties and inverted four fifties and Double rotation moonsault. If you can work, you know, that that's the key. And here's the facts, guys. We'll never know what these daytime writer TV guys bring to the table, what these movie writers, what, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. used to be a writer on SmackDown for Christ's sakes. We'll never know what they bring to the table because at the end of the day, they're just like the wrestlers. They have these ideas. They take them to Vince and they say, hey, we have this. And he goes, I hate it. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know uh, if 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 anybody if you three guys hang on poot yeah there it is nice 
you three guys are bored, or if anybody who's listened, you know, the three other people that aren't us <laughs> listening to this, especially now after I verbally rated the fans at the beginning of the episode. You might, do, you might, you might draw more people in that way. You never know. Reverse never psychology. Know. Yeah. If you're bored, go and watch. I think it was IWC. Um, I, I, I used to work at Verizon with a guy who was um, a former IWC tag team champion. If you're if you're bored and you want to watch a it's it's a fun match it's it there's it's not technical if you hate silly funny matches don't watch it but if you can appreciate a funny entertaining match uh, look up on YouTube it's the Hollywood Balds not Hollywood Blondes they were the Hollywood Balds I'm gonna look versus, it up right now Here versus sexual harassment oh, oh man, you had me this, watch that this, one time this is great already <laughs> hold on it is probably okay. the funnest match I have ever watched in my life. At one point in time, both teams are in the ring and they take turns. Each team takes turns getting up on the turnbuckle, you know, putting their arms up and having the fans cheer for them. And at one point, ring announcer and the referee finally have enough. And wave both of the teams off and the ring announcer and the referee get up on the ropes and raise their arms. And okay. they get a bigger crowd reaction. Oh, yeah. And that's than the why... Two tag teams. It, it's such a fun match. Hey, Ransom. Uh, Ransom. Uh, would it, um, I think I found it is, uh, is the, like the title of the video, IWC video archive, the Hollywood balds versus sexual harassment from, uh, from the channel IC, IWC pro wrestling. Yep. That'd be like the one. Four years ago. Good. I'm yep. going to, I'll I'm tell you one, the one Hollywood bald who wrestles in dress pants. I worked with him, um, at Verizon. He's, you know, he's, he's a friend of mine and my Lord, they, this, it is by far one of the funnest matches I've ever watched. So please gonna, do yourself I'm, a favor and watch this match. It's very fun. I'm gonna and I'm fun. gonna add this. I'm gonna add this to my watch later list and I'm gonna share it to our uh to our group chat on, oh, there you uh, go. on Facebook. Yeah, please so that do way so. if um that way if whenever Poot is uh editing and everything, if he wants to link it in the description, he can do so. so there's, there there's, there's one point in the match where one of the guys from sexual harassment Thanks for making more work for me, Tom. Hey, you're welcome. Anything to help, right? So, how about There's sending me the link there, dum dum? There's one point where a guy from sexual harassment. Okay. They they stopped the Hollywood ball. They put their hands up and they stopped them because I think they were coming for like a clothesline or something. They stopped them from running and they draw an outline of a door in the ring. Then they turn around and they wipe their head like, oh, they won't the door. And then the Hollywood ball tries to open the door and finally they swing the door open and then charge the the sexual harassment guy and give him a clothesline. It is. It's silly goofy nonsense but my god is it funny to watch and there is wonderful there there is room in 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 wrestling for that kind of stuff look at orange cassidy i love orange cassidy i can't get enough of orange cassidy he um, got shot on so bad by jim Cornette. if you oh, he's a fucking review, Fuck Cornette. He, he's i fucking hate jim Cornette too man he, he shot all over aew especially the battle royal he just shits on it from from start to finish but I'll tell you what. Uh, but another, he's an old uh, man that still he made so many references to Smoky Mountain Wrestling and yeah. Rock and Roll Express, and it's like, hey man, they had their time in the sun, and and you know it was relevant at that time. But it's a new era. It's a new generation. It's a new fan base that's watching Graham. Yep. And to have I somebody come same. in the ring and keep their hands in their pockets, you know, do these little fake little kicks that does nothing, and then take a bump all the while keeping your hands in the pockets while nipping up. That's it's awesome. fun. It's fun. Hilarious. And want to see Hilarious. It because it's fun. I'll tell you what. I saw uh, a clip. Another... I saw a real, real, real quick here, Tom. I, I, yeah, I, I saw a clip um, real recently 
where Orange Cassidy was in the ring with Joey Ryan, and Joey Ryan is the uh, the, the the dick flip guy. And yeah. so, like, the whole thing was, like, getting Orange Cassidy's hand out of his pocket and onto Joey Ryan's crotch, and then he has him do, like, a crotch powerbomb to another guy. It, it was great. Like, Orange Cassidy's breaking out all these great moves. I think what, uh, a Canadian Destroyer at one point, all while holding on to Joey Ryan's crotch. It was great. I'll tell you what, another one, and now, and now I've, I've been documented as saying that it's not going to go for more than a year, which I don't think that it will, and it's still a horrendous-looking thing. But as far as comedy wrestling goes, our truth is owning that 24-7 title right now. Oh, yeah, uh, man. He's making it work. He's making it work. Yes. The, like, we're sitting here shitting on like them making segments and backstage shit and stuff. The only backstage shit and segments that I'm enjoying right now is our truth of the 24/7 title. That's the only shit, the only schlocky but, shit that I'm enjoying at all. But just like yes. anything else, I, I just like anything else, too much, too much of something can you know it's going to overkill. So I think it's going hard right now, and that's that's all well and fine. But the longevity of it, the longevity of a gimmick. There's only been a few actual quote unquote gimmicks. That have stood uh, stood the test of time in the WWE, and that's been the Undertaker and Goldust. Just saying that, you know. Yeah, that's true. Listen, before we go um, into the any further, I don't know where into the any further. Yeah, before we go into the <laughs> any further, that, like that's a place. Yeah. Um, let's 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 have a little quick little break, and I I don't want to wait till the very end of the episode. I want to do it now. I want to have. Uh, the Haunt Tag Trivia now, because I want to at least try to get somebody spicy for a little bit more commentary oh, before boy. we oh, are boy. at the end of the episode. Okay. Let's um, segue into that. So I think so. I think right before we had started, we were saying that um, that you were going to ask me, I was going to ask Beef, Beef was going to ask Poot, and Poot was going to ask you. Is that how we were going to do it? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's start with Tom. No, 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 no. You know what? I, no, 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 no. You know what? I, I want to I hear Poot start it off. Because, uh, Ooh, because I, okay. No, I, I want to hear Poot start it off because I feel bad because it's like the three of us have been like overtaking him and I feel like a dick. So, Oh, ahead, no, Poot. man. You're good. I'm Listen, you know, I talk for a living. So, like, it's it's nice to... <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad about that. Yeah, don't feel okay. bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Ransom, you ready? Oh, be gentle. Okay, I'm going to be gentle. Don't worry. There have been many illustrious titles in the WWE, from tag champions to intercontinental champions to the now infamous 24-7 trivia champion. So there was another championship, though, that had a really illustrious uh, lineage uh, starting all the way back in blank. That would be the WWE European Championship, okay? It was started, uh, and I was going to have this be, but I'm going to have you... um, uh, let's see. Oh, um, oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, I think I'll do it this way. It was created on February 26, 1997. Beautiful time. Long, long, dumb lineage. Who was the first inaugural WWE European champion? And who did he defeat for extra bonus points? Ooh, I'm picking this up if you don't get it. <laughs> Listen, Captain Encyclopedia, calm down over there. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna get who he defeated. But I don't know a whole lot about the European Championship. But I have a pretty. I'm pretty confident in my guess. Um, 
yeah, I'm pretty confident in my guess on who the first European champion champion was. Okay, and it, it would be it, it'd be a toss up for me between two people, but I don't think the one guy was in WWE time. Um, I would say it would be a toss up between William Regal or Stephen Regal or whatever his name was and um, the British Bulldog, just because they're both from Europe. Okay, um, but I don't think that Stephen William, whatever his first name was, Regal was in the WWE at the time. So I want to say it was the British Bulldog was the first champion. Okay. And if I have to hazard a guess at who he for that, I want to say, it, I want to say, I want to say it was somebody from like the, the heart lineage. I want to say like Brett or, 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 uh, uh, what the hell is his first name? Jim. Jim Neinhart. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not confident in that part of the answer. Okay, so what's your what's your answer for the primary question? The primary, I want to say British Bulldog. You are. I don't know who he faced. You are absolutely spot on. It was the British Ooh. Bulldog, and in a tournament to crown the European Championship, I'll even give you. I'll give you one of the bonus points because it was a member of the Hart Dynasty. It was uh, Owen Hart. He was so close. Uh, I was sitting here biting my tongue. It. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I didn't think Owen. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember, but I could have sworn it was like a, a a heart person. I don't know why I was thinking Brett or uh, or Jim. I don't know I why. Gonna, but. I was going to say, I was like, if you let me give him a clue, I was going to be like, the one that should have lived. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> it should have been me. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, all right. Great job, Ransom. Very good, man. Awesome. Dude, I'll tell all you right, what. So Ransom, R Ransom knocks these out of the fucking park. He's got some he, chops, he, man. He got some real chops, yeah. That that last one of, of Poots, though, I can't remember what it was, but it was like three guys that I never heard of before. Yeah, the the, the fucking uh, the Gold Dust Trio, yeah. Oh, the Gold yeah, Dust Trio, okay. come on, man. Yeah, no no freaking clue on that one, not even. Know your roots, bitch. Yeah, yeah right? All right. All right, I'm ready uh, So now it's, it's me me for Tom. Okay. Yeah, spice him up and good. Tom, you, you, you called it. it uh, it's a Goldberg. It's a Goldberg. <laughs> And uh, as I am, as I am, want to do, um, this is a, hold on, where is it? There we go. This is a multi-partner. He's going to ask you a specific night on Nitro, who he beat, and how many counts it took to beat him. Go ahead. <laughs> nope. This is a multi-partner, though. Okay. They always are. <laughs> how many championships... Did Goldberg win in WCW? Okay, well, um, to be perfectly honest, are you talking reigns? How, like, how, like how many total reigns no, he had, or how many total belts? Yes, reigns. Okay. Oh, oh reigns. Okay. Okay, championship reigns. Uh, and this number surprised me to be honest with you. Okay, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. I I know I, I want to say it was more than one because I feel like he won the belt back at some point. Um, so I'm going to say two. No, that, this think... is this is this is any belt. Wait, not I, not, not, not a world in? title. Not the oh. world title. This is all the belts they had. Okay, well, let me... fuck. How many titles did they have? I I only think he only ever won the world title. To be honest, at least from what Wait, I remember. Again, give me give me a show on this one. You shut All your right, mouth. He's, he's drooling over there. Calm down, beef. I am drooling. 
Yeah. All right, so Tom, what's your what's grab, your what's grab your, a Snickers? <laughs> oh yeah. You're not yourself. You're I'm, not yourself. You're not yourself when you're not answering trivia. Grab a Snickers. Huskins the pig. Huskins the pig. You're not you. Oh, grab uh, yourself. Grab yourself a, a Snickers wrapper snuff. and sniff it. Grab yourself. Yeah, exactly. Grab your snuff. Um, okay. So, anyways, I'm gonna say he only had two title reigns, regardless. Okay. Beef. I believe he had three. I know for for a fact he had the U.S. title. He beat Raven for that, uh, and then he beat Hogan for the main belt. And he had both belts at the same time, and then he relinquished the U.S. title. And then I think Tom's right. I think he had a second. He maybe even had a third, but I th- but I know for for a fact he had a second world title reign. I don't know who he beat for the second world title reign, but I'm going to say three. Uh, no, you're also incorrect. Okay. Wow. So he had one. World title reign. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He had two United States title reigns. Get the uh, fuck out of here. For real? Yep. Wow. And he had one tag team title reign. Ew. Bonus points. Who was he tag team champions with? Who fucking cares? Because any team with Goldberg. Probably fucking Hulk Hogan. Or, yeah. or, or, or Vince Russo. Bret Hart. Oh, fucking course. <laughs> That's kind of Bret ironic. Hart. Now, wow. also for a little bit of bonus points, okay. how many WWE champion, how many WWE title belts did he hold? I I want to say just just the universal one. That was it because yeah, I, I, he didn't he didn't he didn't win a world title mm-hmm. whenever he was in there back in the day, did he? I believe he did. I believe he it, did. He, I because the thing I think like Triple H beat him. I think he had it for like a month, and then Triple H won it back. Of course he did. The know. golden shovel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to say, d- despite the beef's probably right, I'm just going to say one. Well, once again, stupid beef in his knowledge. Yeah. He's okay. a one-time world heavyweight champion and a one-time WWE Universal, Universal champion in WWE. Yeah. And for icing on the cake to spice uh, Tom and, and, uh, and beef off a little bit more, he was the fifth WCW Triple Crown champion. Who Ew. cares? Yeah, fuck him. He can't. He can't. I when he when I saw this stupid promo. Now again, I didn't watch SmackDown, but I did. Uh, but I did catch a YouTube clip because it came up and just the the promo that he cut on Undertaker or whatever on SmackDown. But he said, "Yeah, grab your jock strap. You're in for a ride." I'm like, "Fucking, you don't know what a ride is because you can't wrestle more than a two minute match, you piece of shit." Fuck He's gonna kill the Undertaker. He's gonna no. end the career of the Undertaker just like he ended the career of Bret Hart. That that's, Bank that's, on that's it. the that's the only way he's gonna do it. <laughs> fucking asshole. Ooh, I love the spice. I love the uh, salt. <laughs> I know you do. Just for you, whatever makes you feel better. All right. <laughs> Here we go. So my question for Beef is, is okay. it audio, it's an audio daily double. Ooh. Ooh. Um, all right. So um, NXT proved uh, that despite that, uh, despite that not every single member of their faction won, the Undisputed Era is a faction to be reckoned with. So in that vein of factions, I want you to name this faction based off of their music that I'm going to start playing here. And hopefully you can hear it. If I have to, I will replay it for you. But here we go. Shut up! That's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. Okay. That's well, easy. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for talking over it. Okay, so, so I have I two. I did. Not on the recording. Uh, <laughs> Do you I need have... to replay it? 
Go ahead. Yeah, do give it. it to me one more time. Okay, hold on. Let me let me rewind it so I don't accidentally uh, give you anything out of it. Hang on. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Silence the other two in the PETA gallery. I got this one. Okay, so there are two that come to mind. Well, and I'm so okay, okay, so, so. <laughs> all right, I, I understand. So, so this is a WWE or a WWF or WWE faction, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I think it's the Mexicals. Final answer. It's 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 either Mexicals or Los Bariquas. That sounds way too new for Los Bariquas, so I'm gonna go Mexicals. Final answer. You are wrong. Eh. It was Los Bariquas. Yep. Son of a bitch. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. yep. As soon as he started playing that, I knew it was the Los Bariquas. I knew well, I knew it was one of the two of them, but it sounded way too recent for, for Los Bariquas. Son and of a bitch. What, and you know what the funny thing was? Is is right before it was the one that I was playing for you guys to test it out uh, whenever we first started was uh, uh, one of the greatest of all time. Ransom's That's favorite. That's right. Yeah. That's right it is. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just... Let's just... Oh, Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) I had to play. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go too long because one, I don't want to get us a copyright infringement, and two, well, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I know all of that. Best wrestler ever. All right, so Poot. We talked about Goldberg, so I'm going to talk about the other half of the epic showdown coming on Friday. Okay. Which is the Undertaker. Let's, wait, hold on. As you guys would say, let's not go making any bold statements that we can't take back, right? <laughs> so, uh, the Undertaker is a force to be reckoned with, uh, both uh, backstage politically and uh, in, in the ring, uh, as, as, as seen by his character and the fact that he doesn't fucking lose ever. However, there was a time... In 2013, I'm sorry, in 2010, excuse me, in 2010, where he lost, where he lost three main event matches. Well, I can't say main event matches. Where he lost three big pay per view matches, all to the same person, who beat him all three times in 2010. It was the very end of 2010. Oh my God, 20. Ugh. That was after the American Badass, correct? That was yes. I think I think that was big. Uh, in fact, that was probably even a, a little bit after Big Evil, actually. That, okay. That may have been that, that that may have been like circa Back to the Dead Man, or actually, I, I I take it back. Nope i I can't give you any more clues. But if if I stay with that, what what I was about to say, it might give it out. But no, um, it was it was right around the changing of the guard, if you will. But yeah, uh, you know, for for the Undertaker lose three. Big pay-per-views in a row, uh, you know it's a big deal. So. Twenty ten. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of the time frame. Two two people are jumping to mind. One of them is really stupid. Um, which means that well, that's probably right. Well, there are three. There are three. There are three. There are three. Sorry, if Pooh doesn't get it, I want I want a shot at because I think I know. There are three names that are coming to mind. One of them is really stupid, and that would be the great Kali. Um, uh, the other one, uh, the other one is Brock Lesnar or Bork Laser. Oh, Bork um, Laser! <laughs> the other one is Edge. None of the mm. three are correct. I wasn't. Oh. Thanks. Well, thank you for oh. eliminating those. I wasn't guessing. I was trying to do what you do. Uh, where I, I list see. things. Oh, fuck. 
Uh, you do that. Shut your mouth, it. beef. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Good. Good. You dumb. Uh, you dumb face. Well, thank um, you for eliminating my guess. So yeah. Um. Uh, you know what? I I honestly, honestly, this beef keeps picking stuff from the time period when I was not watching wrestling. That's um, a smart move. Yeah, well, yeah, smart He does move. it on purpose. Yeah, I know Bold he does. strategy, Cotton. I know he does, and he's sitting there with his eyebrows peaked right now. That's what he's doing. <laughs> um, you fucking know it. Um, yeah, well, it wouldn't be him. See, under... Um, uh, you do know what? This is a super. This is dance it out, man. This is a super obvious answer, and because I was trying to think of other stuff, you know what? I'm gonna go with John Cena. It is not John Cena. Anybody else it's want to have a guess? It's gotta be Kane. Yeah, I'm gonna, go with, gotta I'm, be gonna, Kane. I'm gonna go with Tom on that. Man, I was gonna go with Kane. I was gonna go with Kane, but it is September. Wow. So I, was thinking, I was thinking the buried alive match where. Yep, that and that's it exactly. Uh, oh. September, champions, Hell in a Cell, Kane, and then uh, bragging rights. Oh, Kane I thought this was in the buried life. I matches. thought this and was. I thought you meant this was after that. I th thought that, you meant. That, that's why I said like that's. I think I think that he pretty much put big evil in the ground here. No, that's what uh, I meant. I then, thought it was. I oh thought, no no no! That, actually, that was that was that was that was actually made before. So no, I think I think that this was like an actual like the uh, like the. The coat Undertaker with the hat and everything, yeah. So because this was right before WrestleMania 27 ah, when he faced uh, Triple H. So, I well, was, now I was I'm gonna have to go back and yeah, um, watch that. <clears throat> uh, my my guess what my guess was gonna be uh, my my initial gut reaction was Kane, and then whenever um, whenever Poot was saying he had three people in mind, my my one guess was gonna be Edge because. That was the big thing. Although I guess at that point Edge had already been defeated because that was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, or whatever right. WrestleMania that I was referencing with uh, Flair Michaels. That was uh, quote unquote the streak versus the title, and right. um, and and Undertaker had never beaten Edge until that point, I believe, in a singles match. So, so we've uh, again we've kind of danced around it. Uh, Superstar Showdown. Uh, uh, all, nope. All. All hands, all hands on deck, huh? Is so, so let's, so let's, let's be, let's be realistic. Uh, all right, so we, so we understand that this is a money grab, a cash grab, blood money from the, the, the far east. Well, the, the not so far east, the, wow. the Middle East, to be uh, quite, to the be to glorified. Quite it's gonna be a glorified house show in the desert. And as they all have been, and and, and I've said that before. However. Uh, they are pushing it very hard to be the equivalent to, uh, or the the equivalent to, or better than WrestleMania. I mean, do we see any value in this at all? Uh, I mean, no. it's going to be the equivalent of eating my ass, is what it's going to be. So, so wow. Yeah. See, are we going to get another? Reaction? We going to get you another Titus World slide? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. There is. World there's slide? one thing. There's one thing that piques my interest. Uh, so, so I think Triple H versus Randy Orton is going to be a good match. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm a little bit curious to see how Undertaker versus Goldberg goes. But okay. honestly, Balor versus Andrade should be a really tight match. Uh, and being that it's the demon um, makes me actually want to watch it at, at least a little bit. Mm. So... I'm putting the demon in there just just to do th that exact thing. It's to get people to watch it. Just to get That's people watching, it. and 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 it's gonna work on this mark. But other than that, 
Uh, but to, to be fair, they they are talking about perhaps having Natty versus um um uh, oh shit uh, Alexa Bliss, which would be a huge fucking deal to have two women wrestling in, in the Middle East. So well, wait, we'll I thought, see. Sorry, I yeah. thought I thought uh, I thought it was uh, I thought Bliss was getting a, a title shot against Bailey. She is. Is that is when's that happening? Is that oh no, that's at Stomping Grounds. Or stomping whatever it is. Grounds, fucking bragging rights, Stomping Grounds. Who the Bracking fuck? Right, you know? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. When is that? When when is that? Uh, probably July, I think. I I I would assume. Maybe maybe it's June. Who fucking knows? Because fucking WWE. But I mean, honestly, so so outside of all the political bullshit, is this event worth watching? In my estimation, uh. I might watch it, but it's going to be a tough watch. It's um, going to be one of those where if I watch it, it's going to be I'm going to fast forward through a whole bunch of a whole bunch of it just to get to the ends of the ends of each match. And yeah. if a match looks interesting as I'm fast forwarding through it, then I'll stop and go back and watch it. But it's not right. I'm not going to sit down and watch this entire event in in its entirety. There's no that, way. No, I I can't like. I if there's like highlight like you said if there's highlight moments if there's stuff that's really like okay I feel like this is actually an important thing I'll I'll check it out but I just in good conscience can't support what they're doing over there in Saudi Arabia I just can't and it's not I you know and a lot of people will scream immediately nowadays people are so quick to do it where you scream racism and xenophobia and stuff like that no it's because that's, no, it's, no, not not right. it's not right it's not right it's just You're, not right exactly right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, for me personally, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm with Poot where I can't agree with what uh, I can't agree with how if WWE wants to be this global influence and everything like that, um, you know, and the whole anti-bullying and this and that, and they're and they're so PC and they're so quick to make sure that they're not ruffling any feathers and they're being PG and everything. How the hell do you take blood money from the Saudis? When there's been big headings and stuff going on, uh, yeah, I'm trying not to get too political with it here, but WWE does not need the money from Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. They've got you're plenty right, of their own. You know you're what right. I mean? You're hundred percent right. Here's, and and to further that, you know, like again, like uh, like you guys had brought up in in a previous episode, uh, Goldberg, who is supposed to be a supposedly very very proud Jewish man and likes to be a positive uh influence on, on on the jewish community he's going over there and performing in a country where they teach anti-semitism what yep. the fuck are you doing man like it's it's exactly like beef said money everybody's talks. got a price everybody's got a price yep. well, wow. and here's the thing. they threw they threw a big fat check in front of goldberg and said come wrestle this match in saudi arabia and goldberg went look at all of those yeah. zeros okie yeah. dokie I can't, I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth here. I'm, I'm a huge NFL fan, and I think the NFL has let a lot of stupid, fucking dumb bullshit slide, and they've done a lot of stuff that really should get. So I can't like support one organization that's doing a real, you know. I, I mean, and and, and 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 I get that it's apples and oranges, but at the same time, it's not. Well, so I, like, I, 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 you know, I. I see your point, and I agree with you in in not talking out of both sides of your mouth. But I think there is a di- I think there is a pretty huge difference between like uh, 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 guys that are going out and you know beating their wives in elevators to beheading people. Like there's That's a true. bit of there's a bit of a difference, but it's along the same line. But you're right, it, it is. Yeah, Big but I, but I, for me, 
yeah, for me, I, I won't, wa- I won't, I'm not going to scramble to watch this. Number one, I'll be at work all day. Uh, number two, there's only uh, out of, I, I don't even know the whole card, but there's literally only two matches that I even would remotely want to see. And that's going to be uh, Balor Andrade and, um, and Triple H Orton. Because honestly, I could give a shit less about the I could give a shit less about the the fifty man Royal Rumble battle no. Royal, whatever the fuck it is because because uh, who cares like there's gonna it's be meaningless dudes, there's gonna be fifty dudes in the ring and uh, half be... of the, and half of them are gonna have to get eliminated out anyways because you can't fucking move with more than twenty in there anyways so let's just get that out of the way and. Yeah. There's no there's no women's matches on the card because it's fucking Saudi Arabia. Fuck well, maybe. apparently, apparently, women are flying over there with them. That's what I said. I said I, I said they're planning. They're yes. they're hopeful. They're they're yes. hopeful. And I mean, I you know, honestly, we'll see. I don't know that Natty that that the Natty and Alexa Bliss are the ones to do it. But I wonder if it's maybe not because they're completely fair skinned, blonde hair. Like I, you know, I, I you know, I. They gonna, if, they gonna have them? Are they gonna have them wrestling fucking burkas? Yeah, right. You know, uh, we'll see. Honestly, we'll see how quickly that changes. Exactly. Once we get there. Well, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, we're, exactly. we're good for we're good for getting last minute swerves from Vince, anyways. Lately, um, no, I, there's there's literally only those two matches. I don't I don't give a shit about uh. What? Well, okay, no, I take that back. Um, maybe maybe uh, two and a half matches. I kind of half care about. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin because only for the fact I want to see I want to know if Brock's going to actually cash in or not. Uh, however, uh, hold that hold that thought for a second. Um, the the Kofi Ziggler match obviously this is a one and done. Kofi's going to go over Ziggler and it, this is just a the, Ziggler's just a fill in because Owens is not going over there and he's getting punished for it anyways. Um, it could be a good match though. Kofi, it, Kofi it, Ziegler could be a good match. Low key, it could be a really good match. It could be. I'll go back. I'll go back and watch it if I hear it was a really good match. I could give a shit less about the Undertaker Goldberg match because it's going to be a fucking snooze fest. And the the Seth Rollins match, I only care about because a it's Seth Rollins, but not enough to watch it. Like not enough to scramble to watch it. I think if Lesnar cashes in, maybe he's going to swerve us and cash in on Kofi. That's what I'm I thinking. Think, I'm thinking. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you this. The match that I probably will watch, and it's a, this is going to be a surprise, is going to be – nope. It's going to be the um, Undertaker-Goldberg match because really? I really I really want to see exactly how much of a trash fire that match is Right, gonna be. exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I really want to see it. I want to see how many high spots the Undertaker tries to get, and I, I want to see how, how well he comes out of that match. Spear, okay. Spear – Jackhammer, Undertaker sits up, choke slam, a little bit of roughhousing, and then um, uh, Goldberg, Oldberg uh, spears him again for the pin. There you go. There's your match. Yeah, I can't imagine but, it going but, very long, but think, I really want to see how right. much of a dumpster fire it's going to be. But do you think that, that Vince is going to put a WCW guy over the stalwart of WWE? We saw it with Sting and Triple H at WrestleMania. Oh my 31. God. The only reason it would possibly happen is if The Undertaker says Goldberg needs to go over. That's the only yeah. way. I, I, for me, I, I think that's the only way it happens is if The Undertaker right. says Vince, Goldberg needs to go over. I want to do this. 
And especially like Tom mentioned, Goldberg's Jewish, and that's a very anti-Semitic culture mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of problem believing that Goldberg goes over. Now, that's just now, me. Not to, now, not to confuse people, we're definitely not giving predictions for this because, no. obviously, no, as you no. can tell, we don't give a shit about this. No, nope. we get we give about. I, I personally give as much shit about this about this uh, this event. As Ransom gives about the listeners, so just saying. But Man, I care boy, way tough. more. I care. I care way more about watching NXT and NXT UK tomorrow. So, yeah, exactly. um, moving on from that trash fiber show. Um, before I get to my letdown, this is kind of noteworthy, and, and I'm sorry that I'm kind of steering the conversation tonight. I, I just, I just, you know, th- there's a lot to unpack for this week. So, I, so forgive me if I'm stepping on, on anybody's toes tonight. You're good, but I feel. Um, the this week we were. Um, announced that on uh, August the 31st is going to be UK TakeOver. Cardiff, awesome. Yep. I'm excited. Awesome. But August the 31st is also all out in the Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois, which, <clears throat> hmm, who lives in Chicago, Illinois that can't stand Vince McMahon? Hmm. Uh, everyone. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it, right? So, uh, now, obviously, there are different time zones. Uh, you can one, watch one back-to-back, but I still think it's a little bit of a... Triple H claims that they had this date and this venue secured well before the other company announced their plans. I believe so that. So, if that's, if, if that's the case, I think this might be another kind of shot towards, you know, shot across the ball from uh, AEW. Uh, also worth noting, by the way, his uh, New Japan is in London as well. I don't think it's London, but it, but in England that day as well. Uh, and they, uh, they 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 even put something on Twitter. It's like, oh hey, having having trouble, you know, finding something to do if you if you can't get into like the big soccer match, you know, feel free to come watch our show. Clearly, you know, nudge nudge, wink wink. But uh-huh. um, you know, it's a, it that that ought to be a very interesting day to be sure. If the internet's speculation is to be believed, and again, it's the internet and it's speculation, so a grain of salt. It has to be true. So it has to be true, right? No, yeah. yeah. Is it Facebook? If, if, you know if the- to be believed, Vince McMahon has been trying his damnedest to get Punk to sign some sort of contract, whether it's a full-time or whether it's like a Legends style or a Lesnar style, whatever. Um that's the that's the that's the rumor on the street is that Vince has been really, really trying and that He's gotten nowhere with it, and A, he's furious about it, and if Punk is still holding a grudge, which he seems like the kind of gentleman who probably would hold a grudge for a long, long time, there would be zero... I would be excited, but there would be zero shock to me if at at that AEW pay-per-view, Punk makes his debut. Whether or not he signs with AEW, or whether or not he's just, okay, I'm going to show up for a few shows, and that's how he... Negotiates his deal with AEW. I don't know. Well, hell, what if what if I'd Punk be excited, shows up with, but I uh, wouldn't be shocked. Well, I was gonna say, what what about on the other hand, what if Punk shows up uh, to New Japan? That'd be I, huge. I could maybe see that, but my money would be if he if he goes anywhere. My money would be on AEW just for the fact that oh yeah, they seem to be giving WWE a big scare, which I think Punk will get his rocks off on. 
Yeah. And then it's yeah, also going to be yeah. in Chicago, which would also get Punk's rocks off being able to be like, hey, not only am I on AEW, but look at where I'm at on yeah. AEW in fucking right. Chicago. Oh, no, yeah. That, 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 does, that does make sense. Where that he, really sounds like something that Punk would just go, yes, where he Where he won that belt and ran away with it and threatened to leave yep. and yep. all that good stuff. So Punk, like, okay, give me, give me percentages. I'm I'm gonna say it is I'm gonna say forty sixty that punk shows up at, at all out. Mm. I'm gonna go I, eighty I, twenty. I really think he's going to. I'm gonna go eighty twenty that he does show up. Um I'm gonna play it middle of the road and say fifty fifty. I don't know. So I'm I'm as much of a uh, of a punch of, of of a punk disciple as you're gonna find. Uh, I I I absolutely believe the guy can do no wrong. I hold no ill will for how he ended his WWE tenure, uh, and, and I think he's in the right the whole time. <laughs> no one would be happier to see him back in ring than me, but I think that reasonably it's probably fifteen eighty five. Uh, oh, and, wow. and and that's. That's that's on the high side, dude. He fucking hates professional wrestling now. Um, he's burnt out, and 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 like we said before, you can kind of see that. And it's if if you watch his Twitter and if you watch how he reacts to people, if he's gonna come back, it's gonna be with AEW. Tony Khan wants to throw him all the money in the world, and Punk has made some like you know has said, hey, they never came to me officially. If they go to him officially, it's a possibility. But I. I I couldn't reasonably but go go over twenty five seventy five of him showing up. I mean, I, okay. I I think there's a good possibility that even if it's for a one a one time thing, like even if he shows up in Chicago and does like a, a run in or a whatever, and that's all you see of him, I don't think he'd turn down that opportunity to kind of give a little stick in it to the WWE. Even if he it, if he doesn't wrestle a match. He just um, shows up, gives somebody the GTS, and leaves, and you don't see him again. That wouldn't surprise me. Well, here's my question, real quick: Did uh, was it ever confirmed or not whether that was him at that independent show? Uh, I mean, you can put I I, I um I I'll is dig it, it up. It, but you let, can let's say that you can is, put it, is the, it confirmed? Like, is it confirmed by him or denied by him never, entirely? He's he's never said either way. But you can put two pictures together. There was a picture of him. Yeah, like no, the I get supermarket, that. the same place, and Reasonable you can put the picture, yeah, yeah, side by side, and point out you know the, the the tattoos here and here and here, and the facial structure here and here. It's it's him. Okay. Oh, it certainly is. But so I'm curious, beef. There is so much going on that you could possibly have a legendary letdown with. Can we can we get a little bit of your legendary letdown? So there's so much salt flowing. I, I I can't be a lot salty about this. I'm just disappointed. Uh, I'm I'm to the point where I'm disappointed in WWE. So AEW has made it a point to make. Ugh. Wow! Did you wow. just did you just like dump mud on a toddler? <laughs> that's our uh, that's Fuck. our that's our favorite. That's our favorite rusty old chainsaw there, uh, old old rusty. Um, it's it's the rusty dragon. <laughs> the rusty dragon. The Rust, red dragon. Rusty rusty old saw full of green rust. <laughs> that was all. That, that was all uh, rusty's uh, legendary letdown. <laughs> so I'm 
you know, when, when you hear from your parents or when you hear from your significant other, they say that I'm disappointed in you. It, it just absolutely tears you up. That's where I'm at with WWE and tag team wrestling. Um, so AEW puts out two amazing tag team matches. Uh, NXT, for what it's worth, has done some really great tag team matches recently, too. Where are the tag teams? Uh, you have the Usos, sure, because uh, they're uh, cousin, because they're because they're cousins of the cousin Joe, and then you have um, the uh, that, the revival that's because for those of you that aren't in the know. oh yeah sorry sorry yeah <laughs> my bad um, cousin Joe because he's the Rock's cousin Joe and OI. Um, so but uh, so you have the Usos of course because you know someone has to share the Samoan spotlight, and, and then you have the revival because of course they're the foils. Uh, so thank God, at least they're on TV. I mean, it's a shitty work, but hey, they're there. But, you know, you you have teams who are tag team champions. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins haven't been on TV for like a month. Uh, they're, they're the, you're, they're, they are your raw tag team champions. Are uh, they Deep still? Ryan, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Deep oh. Ryan and Eric Rowan, who I think would be a great tag team together. Uh, since losing to the Usos on the Money in the Bank pre-show, I don't think they've had a match on SmackDown. They they uh, Debray was in the ring this week, but that's about it. Uh, and the fucking Viking Warriors again. You know, Vince snaps and says, "Hey, I need these guys up here." For here what? we are, fucking yeah. yeah. Here we are, fucking eight weeks after WrestleMania, or not not even fucking six weeks after WrestleMania. And what about uh, the and, women's tag team too? Oh my god! Don't even get me started on the women's tag team division because oh, that's its own. Oh, don't get him started. That's 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 a throw another fucking that that's a throw another fucking letdown. But just in general, man, like tag team wrestling has such potential because it's a great way to focus multiple talents, and you're 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 blowing it on stupid fucking Roman Reigns angles, on on on, on stupid fucking contrived, you know, let's make Sami Zayn eat a pin. Like it's so just bourgeois. Like, not to mention the fact know, that in tag team wrestling. You don't have to have those cooldown periods where you do in singles matches because both guys have gone hard, and they need that they need that rest they need that rest exactly. hold or whatever. You don't need that. You can tag out if one of the guys is getting tired. It can be nonstop action the whole match. And, and you have guys who I think can go heavy machinery. They're they're another one who they were really kind of priming up and then poof, you know, fucking disappear like a fart in the wind. It just there's and, and this is all. <laughs> This is all because of the fucking wild card. Because we're getting the same seven or so talents every single night of Raw or SmackDown that you don't have time to showcase the Apollo Crews. You don't have time to showcase the fucking, um, you know, um, Ember Moons. Because you have the same people. And, and I just don't understand how that works. And so, but because of that, like, taking <laughs> R.I.P. Exactly. Exactly. R.I.P. Tag Team Wrestling in WWE. Well, that's that's a that's that's a yeah, pretty wow. uh, that's a pretty big letdown. But uh, I think why don't you counter that poot with the swan song? What exactly. what brightness do you see? The brightness. Show us the light. Show us the light at the end of the tunnel. I I certainly will. And uh, save us, poot. Save, save us. Oh, Hashtag save us, poot. Oh. Yes, save us. Hashtag poot. not my champion. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag hashtag the light at the end of the tunnel is that belt shining on my shoulder, baby. The oh, um. Shit. All right, so really, make the sure thing the, is the tape holding that printed out picture on doesn't fall off. <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. 
I have something planned. Don't you worry. Still not my belt. Um, Still not my belt. So, anyway, the thing is, yeah, WWE is mishandling talent, but it's because they have an overabundance of talent, and you have a madman, not like Ransom over here, but you have a madman, an uninformed idiot who thinks he still knows everything at the helm. And, yeah, well, you, might be be think, you might be thinking this sounds pretty negative, Poop, but here's the thing. With... With Triple H and He's his... He's gotta die sometime. With Triple... <laughs> wow. With Triple H... <laughs> okay. With Triple H and his little thiefdom <laughs> that he has going on, and NXT and the amount of... Ma All right. With NXT... <laughs> I'm I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad Sousy McBurp over there is amusing himself. Sousy, yeah, um, all right. So no, with oh, with Triple H, with Triple H and his thiefdom down there in NXT and the talent clearly working hard to make NXT the show in WWE, whether it's on the network or on TV, they are the show. <laughs> you have this. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel that this is right now we're seeing in NXT the future of what the main roster will be and the entirety of WWE's uh uh the entirety of WWE's um uh programming will Stalled. be in the future okay and also with AEW there AEW is is going to do great things you know and Moxley even on on a uh, the the pro wrestling podcast he talked about um, people are worried about too many cooks in the kitchen and he said they don't need to worry about that because the cooks in the kitchen don't you know dip their spoons in other people's sauces they work together it's like a set of line cooks you know what I mean at a major restaurant serving hundreds and thousands of people a week like they're working together to make this happen because their product is 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 already looking great and will as it stands deliver something great this will push the wwe to be better not even just the wwe but new japan and the relationship that they clearly seem to have with aew it'll push progress to be better it'll push ring of honor to be better we're seeing a real groundswell renaissance of what wrestling is it has not been entertaining really sports entertaining aside from a few bright spots in wwe for a while and now the landscape has shifted there has been a big tectonic plate shift and we are seeing that the future of it is bright and and like and this is so good competition breeds good programming and good results and and that's the thing is that we have hope there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's coming we're getting there. It's just going to take more time. And yeah, Vince McMahon dying. <laughs> so well. that's that's my swan song is that there is hope. This isn't false hope. This is real genuine hope for the future of the the business and and the the product that we all love so much as fans. And even for the people who are in the industry, this is big. It really is. It's it, it's it's something very revolutionary, and uh, and again, I'm uh, like I mentioned, uh, like I mentioned on the last podcast, trying to you know, I had to try to explain that to to friends of mine and also to my girlfriend. Like just because I happen to be talking about it, like I I know she's not interested in in wrestling in general sense, but 
she can tell that I'm passionate about about certain things, you know, even if she's not even if she's not a gamer, she knows how I'm passionate about gaming and she, you know, she she indulges me with that. She asks how my streams go and stuff like this. Uh, explaining to this to people who aren't wrestling fans, uh, just how revolutionary this really is. It really is something amazing. And and for the people that were fans at one point, um, you know, hopefully it'll get them back into it. Because a lot of people said, oh, I used to watch it, but I stopped because of whatever. You know, it was, it was, more, it was more soap opera than anything and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you're in for a treat, my friends, because fucking wrestling is back, baby. So, yeah, there definitely is light at the end of the tunnel, boot for sure. I mean, it's it, it's so great, and I can't wait to see where things go. Fellas, I think it's burrito time. Wrap this up. Yeah. Nice. I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, honestly, there's probably, there's way more. Because there's stuff, there's stuff going on with Roe, uh, with fucking Bully Ray. There's stuff yeah. all over the place. But, but always... this is a great place to stop because, hey, that's always next week. And the week go. after that. And the keep week the, after that. So Keep the fans wanting more. We have had more subscribers this week than we've had in a while. We've Not had more views channel. this week. No, yeah, we have. <laughs> we have. We have. Oh yeah, good. Our... We're up three more. Hey, you know what? I will take those three subscribers because that means that they're getting notified of our new weekly podcast every single week. So for you three, thank you. Tell your friends. Tell your buddies. Tell everybody you know. Let's get this shit rolling because I'm not we're appreciative you. I want you to have you. <laughs> okay. Oh, I want the, by the time the next stupid P3 podcast rolls around, I want to have four YouTube subscribers. Drop those numbers. <laughs> uh, please don't do that. All Drop right, them. that's my goal. Drive people away. All right, uh, Beef. You want to close this out since you started? Thank our sponsors and such. Of course, yes. So we would be remiss if we didn't uh, thank them one more time. Of course, our wonderful sponsors with uh, the Casual Gaming Dad's Corner over on Facebook with the. Impressive Tiger Bomb Tom with his wealth of wrestling knowledge is also very awesome to watch play video games, especially the old school stuff. We all enjoy it, so uh, give him a like, give him um, a follow, and catch some of his action, uh, as yes. well as WrestleDeals.com, uh, the, uh, the home for violent deals and bloody good prices. Um, so, honestly, uh, I, I, you know, I, I feel good about tonight's episode. Uh, I, I think we were all over the place, but I, you know, I, I feel like as we had a nice little... As is our want. As is our want. But but I think we had a nice little uh, uh, crux here. Uh, and so I, I think, you know I think we're in a good place. I, I, it, it, was, uh, it was amazing because we started – it was funny because last episode we ended laughing our asses off. And I, again, I, I, play, I actually ended up playing back the end of uh, last week's episode for, uh, for my girlfriend. And she was laughing her ass off at it. I, it was great. Um, and, and I, and I've gone back now, even if I have like a couple minutes to kill or something like that, and I'm at work and my break's getting ready to end, I'll just go to the end of the podcast, like the last 10 minutes and I'm just, I, I'm in, I, I love it. It puts a smile on my face. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, it was all over the place, but we got it, we reeled it back in and got it back on track and, uh, ended exactly. on another and ended and ended on a positive note with Poots, uh, Swan Poots song. Swan song. So, and that uh, is our goal every week to keep the viewers happy, to put smiles on faces. So, hey, like I said, keep those likes coming. Uh, keep those subscribes coming. 
let people know. Check us out on Twitter. We have our handles all over the place. We're not going to repeat them tonight, but we have our handles all over the place on Facebook. <clears throat> continue to interact with us on Facebook and continue to listen for the Madman's ramblings because they're always enjoyable. Uh, nice. For Tiger Bomb Tom, the uh, the hottest free agent in the sports entertainment podcasting business. No, 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 I'm going to say I'm in, a, in the very least, I'm in a part-time contract with y'all. I'm no longer a free agent. I'm, <laughs> for, part, for, I'm part-time, part-time signed contract. Part-time he signed contract. to a Legends contract. I'm signed for to a best. Legends contract. I'm signed to a sponsor's contract. So, yeah, casual gaming <laughs> dad. You'll be hearing back contract. from me again. Tiger Bird, Tom. Tiger Bird. Ooh, I like that. Tiger Bird. For the best... For the best Brock Lesnar this side of Brock Lesnar. And for your two-time, two-time, two-time choose-away champion. And, of course, the uh, rambling alcoholic man-man we have behind us. This is Beef the Legend saying keep on keeping on.